This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Tuesday, June 14th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, a Chick-fil-A employee was shot by a food delivery driver in Philadelphia's Crescentville section Monday night, according to police. It happened just after 8 p.m. on the 800 block of Adams Street. According to Chief Inspector Scott Small, the shooting was apparently over a missing milkshake. The driver of the delivery vehicle got into an argument because he believed he was supposed to receive more food for the delivery. And that turned out that turned into an argument. Small said, "So that's something you pull a gun over." Pull a gun, shot him. Yeah. Authorities said employees. How good was, was the, the milkshake? milkshake? I mean, it's Chick-fil-A. <laughs> so it's pretty good. They have, yeah. good, they have they they they're bringing back this peach milkshake that I find is pretty oh, amazing. Really? So yeah. Well, but he was a delivery driver. So I like, know it's crazy. It's insane. Yes. It wasn't. Even, but I'm mean, saying it wasn't even his. Yeah, it was a customer, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Right. There, there's but, 40 levels of insanity to this story. Uh, but I guess, and maybe this is not a justification, but maybe this was the trigger for this guy. Pardon the pun. Yeah. Uh, but as he being the delivery person, he's got to. Fa- he's the person that's going to be facing the customer. And gets tips and blah blah blah, and maybe he's just got a, 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 a crazy. He cares so much about the integrity of the order, he's willing no. to shoot someone. No, over. no, but maybe he's got a, a, a crazy temper. Yeah, and yeah. He just didn't want to deal with the fact that he didn't get the full order because he's going to yeah. face it because he's the guy that takes the delivery to <sighs> well, the I person. I don't, I don't think. Pe- I don't think the people ever got their order. No. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. horrible. Authorities said employees agreed to make the missing milkshake, but a 17-year-old worker was shot in the leg oh, at some God. point during the mm-hmm. altercation. The victim was transported to. Einstein Medical Center and placed in stable conditions. Small said that the worker was shot outside of the Chick-fil-A, which only takes online orders. The delivery driver was able to get away. Not long after, police say they recovered the suspect's white Mercedes in an alley in Juniata, two miles from the shooting scene. Anyone with information about the driver's whereabouts is asked to call police at 215-686-TIPS. Radnor Township passed a controversial ordinance on Monday evening to protect abortion if the Supreme Court does overturn Roe v. Wade later this year. In a 4-3 vote, the commissioners ruled that Radnor Township is declining participation in any abortion ban and keeping reproductive rights intact as the law currently stands. The ordinance says that no police officer or official can conduct any investigation, make any arrests, file any criminal charges, or work with any other agency to prosecute an individual who facilitates, provides, or receives abortion services during the first six months of pregnancy. Those against the ordinance argue it uh, sets a dangerous precedent if police are stripped of their abilities to uphold the, the oath. Uh, supporters of the ordinance say they they simply don't want their neighbors arrested for participating in something that has been protected by the Constitution for almost 50 years. The ordinance will go into effect in 31 days, but is only relevant should Roe versus Wade be overturned. Did they mention where they stand on shooting someone over a milkshake? <laughs> they didn't say that. Probably, yeah. At least not last night. Yeah. Major flooding swept away at least one bridge, washed away roads, and set off mudslides in Yellowstone National Park on Monday, prompting officials to close the entrances to the popular tourist attraction and evacuate vi- uh, visitors. This is insane. Did you saw the footage, Preston, of Yellowstone? Yeah, the house being uh, taken away. Unbelievable, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. An entire house, like, yeah, floating yeah. away. Floating down the river. Yeah. The flooding hit uh, after recent unprecedented rains, park officials said on Facebook. Officials evacuated the northern section of the park where there are multiple roads and bridge failures, mudslides, and other issues. Visitors are also being evacuated from the park's southern loop because of high flood levels. Yeah, they've released this uh, footage of this uh, uh, the stretches of road that are just completely washed out, just deteriorated, falling apart. And- they actually, in the first time ever in the park's history, asked the animals to leave. 
leave for a while. Please leave. Yeah. If you wouldn't mind. Bears, grizzlies, all of you. Uh, all the uh, the wolves. It's just... But uh, this is, yeah, this is apparently the worst. This is These are record, record floods yeah. that yeah. are happening. Nothing yep. even close to this for yeah. over three decades. I'll tell you what, though, as we're watching this footage of the house, it still looks gorgeous. The park looks beautiful. Oh, yeah. yeah. I have friends leaving on Friday. <gasps> oh, man. I know. Yeah, Kath. And, and looking at, uh, you know, these aren't just a couple of roads. These, uh, no. And they're they, they're going to. It's everything. And, yeah. and they're saying, like, some of the roads, like, are going to be closed uh, indefinitely at this point. You I wonder know, what like, it's like if you're in there already. Like, uh, what are they doing with employees who are already inside the park? They're evacuating right? them. And, and uh, how do you find people who are, who, well, you're dealing with people that were remotely in there, right? They're, or, right. they're evacuating employees as well as visitors? Oh, I don't know if employees. Nick, yeah, like park, uh, park employees or, or, you know, if you work at any of the concessions or whatever. Like, I wonder if you are able to stay because people. People are starting to, this is, you know, it's almost summer season. This is the high right. season yeah. for Yellowstone. Right. Uh, the community of Gardner, Montana, just north of the park, was isolated because the roads going in and out of the town were impassable. Officials said the power is out in some areas of the park as well. Officials won't be able to say when the park might reopen until the floodwaters subside and they can assess the damage. The park was experiencing record flooding, officials said. Montana has been dealing with flooding while elsewhere in the West, uh, wildfires burn in hot, dry, and windy weather. In sports this morning... <laughs> The Phillies beat. Oh, Hang yeah, on. Sorry. Yeah, what happened? I don't know. It was a, like a big delay. I got it sounded different. It, we, it was a jazz riff. <laughs> Casey and I said we're going to. This is our tribute to John Coltrane. Oh, okay. this month. <laughs> I got nervous. The Phillies beat the Miami Marlins with a walk-off win with two outs in the bottom of the ninth inning last night at the ballpark. They did it! Reese Hoskins hit a game-ending RBI double in the ninth to lead the Phillies to a 3-2 win. That was <laughs> One guy is really enthusiastic. <laughs> That's Joe Girard. <laughs> the Bills are now a game over 500 after winning 10 out of the last 11 games. The series continues tonight. Zach Eflin will get to start. The first pitch is scheduled for 7 They are hot and cold, man. I yeah. mean, it's a one way or the other. Right now it's hot. Yeah. We'll take it. Yeah. What a turnaround, though. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Other than the 13-1 yeah. loss the yeah. other day. Yeah. But that happens, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah, come on. They were really wanted to end yeah. the winning streak that day. Yeah. In the NBA Finals, the Golden State Warriors are one win away from another title. Andrew Wiggins had 26 points and 13 re- rebounds. Clay Thompson added 21 points, and the Warriors beat the Boston Celtics 104-94 to for a 3-2 NBA Finals lead. Game 6 is on Thursday night back in Boston. Tip-off is scheduled for 9 o'clock. And the Stanley Cup Finals begin tomorrow night. The two-time defending champs, the Lightning, will take uh, will uh, take on the winners of the Western Conference, the Colorado Avalanche. Game 1 is in Denver, and the puck will drop at 8 o'clock. And that's what I have for you this morning. Hi, thanks a bunch, Kathy. Welcome to Tuesday morning. Got a few things set up. Tuesday is something we do on the Tuesdays. And so we're going to give away a $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. Uh, get started on it. Text word tattoo to 39333 and then 
step back and just wait and see if you win. Because <laughs> we are going to give that away by the end of the program. And we want you to get that. So keep thinking of your tattoo design, something you might have in mind. You can uh, check out their artwork, by the way, at FloatingWorldTattoos.com or on Instagram. They're just at FloatingWorldTattoos. And, of course, you can swing by 1729 South Street and see them in person as well. As far as guests go on the program today, we made an announcement actually yesterday about our guest is going to be on the Always Sunny podcast is coming to the Met September 18th, and tickets are on sale Friday at 10 a.m. There's a pre-sale on Thursday. You can go to WMMR.com for the details. We'll be giving away some tickets this week. We have another chance for you to win on the website, but we will have Glenn Howerton on the program. Of course, he plays Dennis on the show. <laughs> he is the best. We will chat with him around 9 o'clock from California today. I kid you not, there's at least a half hour to an hour's Every week in which I'm watching bloopers and outtakes from It's Always Sunny. It's, it's my constant ray of sunshine. Yep. So we'll uh, we'll check in with Glenn, see how he feels about uh, coming back to Philly yeah. and doing the uh, the podcast in front of a live audience at the match. Be pretty damn cool. So we'll talk to him later. Uh, in the meantime, we got business as usual. Don't forget, tomorrow night is our uh, first sorority party we've had in years. Yes. And uh, it's, it's weird to say that. Our activity is square dancing, and we will do some invites. We have just a handful left for uh, to, to give away today and then tomorrow. And the event is at Parks Casino tomorrow night, which is really cool. So we're looking forward to it. All right, let's take a break. Come back in a second. I've got entertainment stories to share with you. Uh, something very interesting about the dress that Kim wore, Kim yeah. Kardashian wore to the Met Gala. Follow up on that and a few other things to share with you as well. Stay put. We'll be right back. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Listen on our mobile app or go to WMMR.com. It's kind of self-explanatory after that. Podcasts? Oh, yeah. MMR's got them. There's the Fun Size and Bizarre File editions, along with Preston and Steve full show podcasts, plus the MM Archives podcast and more. Click podcasts on WMMR.com. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve show podcast. All right, let's give away $150 Fogo to Show gift card via the stupid question. The question I have for you this morning is... Mount Sunflower is what U.S. state's highest point? Mount Sunflower. Mm-hmm. 215-263-WMMR. Call now if you know the answer. Mount Sunflower is what U.S. state's highest point? Let's see if you know it. I'm going to go through some birthdays while we are waiting. Nick, can you pull that last uh, yes, page sir. back up? Uh, Faison Love's birthday today. Oh, on, I love Faison Love. Uh, the 14th of June. Yeah, uh, he turns 54 years old. Movies like uh, Elf and uh, The Replacements. He was in Friday. Yeah. Uh, he's a great guest. We love having him on. A lot of fun. Yep, so happy 54th he's to him. Big Worm, right? Or Big Perm and Big Worm. Big Worm on fri- in Friday. Friday, yeah. yeah. The movie Friday, yeah. and Which uh, is still a, a great movie. A lot of fun. And he's the, the manager in Elf. Elf, uh, yeah, yeah. The, the, the store, the department yeah. store. So. Santa's coming tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so who else we have here? Oh, uh, Marla Gibbs, the Jeffersons, Florence. She is 91 years old today. Wow, 227 as well, right? Yeah. Yes. And did she, was it in Breaking Bad or El Camino that she had El a Camino. small role El Camino. In? Yeah. Yeah, she uh, was. Um... Like a customer at the vacuum cleaner store yeah. or something, right? Yeah. yeah. They do not make uh, theme songs like this anymore, man. No, they do not. No, theme songs now are about a quarter second. Yeah. So they, Because they, they've trimmed away so much of the actual show itself because of commercials, so they don't have these long, elaborate theme songs. When they did the uh, the live version of this uh, of this, this show, yeah. uh, it was um, 
Jennifer Hudson. Jennifer Hudson did the theme song. Yeah. She was awesome. I have some information coming up about her in the entertainment news. And you know what, Steve? Now that like so many things are streaming and it doesn't really matter about commercial time and stuff like that, it. they should. Yeah, so like Peacemaker, the beginning, uh, Peacemaker has uh-huh. a great opening. Everyone watched that. And, and uh, Strange New Worlds, the new Star Trek show, which is phenomenal. They do a big opening with the you know the, the music and graphics, the whole thing. Very Stranger cool. Things does too. Yes, it's, it's not a it's not a jingle. It doesn't like lyrics. Right. I mean, like we need songs. Yeah. Right, you know, something kind of cool. Yeah. It tells you the whole story. Would be really cool. Yes. Yeah. Like the Beverly Hillbillies or something like that. <laughs> tells you the whole story. Gives you the whole preamble about what's going on and why we're watching this show. Come and listen to a story about some men in space. That, <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. would that be? Come and listen to a story about, about some men in space. space. You could see it on their. And up from the Klingons came a bubble and blue. <laughs> All right. Dilithium, that is. Yeah. <laughs> Powers the ship. <laughs> All right. I want to know what, what shows right now have good theme songs. Peacemaker. Oh, wow. Like actual songs. WandaVision had one, sort of. Yeah, yeah, they mm-hmm. did. There's change with every episode. But, yeah. but they, they took... In fact, I saw a little behind-the-scenes... Uh, dive a little doc, mini documentary into the people that wrote those theme songs, and they did them in honor of theme songs that have come mm-hmm. and gone throughout the decade. So they definitely put some work into those. Better Call Saul has one, does it? Yeah, okay, Scrubs had a, one. Not a song, but a theme like Hill Street Blues. Okay, okay. all right. Well, anyhow, Marla Gibbs, ninety-one years old today. Uh, it's Boy George's birthday as well. Uh, he is turning sixty-one years old. Just watched a documentary with him, uh, and it was really good. Yeah, his life is really pretty interesting. And also, I love Culture Club. Yeah. I do too. Yeah. yeah, they're a great band, great singer. Uh, he's had an interesting life, and especially for that time, and and people who were kind of gender bending and yeah, so on, yeah, yeah. it was a little bit like, whoa, we're not used to. Seeing... They call him Boy George, right? Yeah, he was he was a bit of a target, yeah. and uh, but still managed to have tremendous success. So respect definitely going out to him. He's sixty one years old today. Uh, Yasmin Bleeth. Of There's Baywatch. a story. Yeah, and Nash Bridges, she uh, had a fall from grace. One of the most beautiful women around. Yeah. Uh, she came out of the soap opera world. She's in uh, basketball as well as one of the love <laughs> interests. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think, Preston, it was cocaine that sort yeah. of toppled her. Yep, so she turns uh, 54 today. Steffi Graf, the tennis star we were just talking about, I think it was Andre Agassi's yeah. birthday a couple of weeks ago. They're married. He left Brooke Shields and then got with Steffi Graf. Yep, so she is 53 today. Uh, Eric Hyden, remember him? Yes, I do. The Olympic gold medal winning speed skater. I remember he won, like, he took, like, every award back in the day. He's 64 years old today. Hmm. Uh, Diablo Cody, We'll always go drown down as one of our our missteps as far as an interview goes because we mainly focused on her uh, stripping career. Right, she turned right. out to be a great screenwriter. It was around the time of Juno that we right. had her, and it was before the movie really had exploded. Yeah, if I recall correctly, it was. Yeah, uh, she also created the United States of Terra. You know, a movie she wrote the script for that I find pretty good is Jennifer's Body. I, uh, the um, oh yeah, uh, Megan Fox. And she yeah. wrote that, right? She, she wrote, wrote that. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a, it's sort of a zombie vampireish kind of high school comedy drama. Is this music from Juno? I guess this is a song that they sing at the end. Okay, if you remember. Oh my god, this is such a cute movie. I never man. saw it. Yeah, you never saw Juno? No. Oh, oh it was yeah. good. Okay, okay. You should watch. You should go back and watch it. Uh, also, I was just having a conversation with a couple of people about United States of Terror and how like 
just bizarre scenes in that show was. Really? Were. We yes. should watch The Boys. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you, watch, did you watch United States of Terror? No. I heard it was a good it, show. It was good, but yeah. it was like some of the stuff. Like at one point, uh, who was uh, Tony Collette? Yeah. Right, she was the um, mm-hmm. she 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 has multiple personalities, and she at one point she wakes up in the middle of the night and she's squatting over her parents peeing on them. Oh, oh my god! Okay, <laughs> I get uh, up there. <laughs> uh, Diablo Cody's forty four. Uh, Lucy Hale from Pretty Little Liars and the Scream franchise is thirty three. Uh, then last birthday, a great actor by the name of Will Patton. Yes, uh, is sixty eight. He's uh, the assistant coach in Remember the Titans. He's the uh, he's the main nemesis in The Postman. He's in uh, Armageddon. Uh, Kathy's in Yellowstone as well. He plays a character named Garrett uh, Randall. Oh, I don't know. That? Let me. But, I, don't uh, know I know you watched that. Yes. Uh, but he no has a house out. that floats down the river. He's, <laughs> no, he's <not> <laughs> that is timely. <laughs> he's great, and he is my favorite. So we, I listen to a lot of audiobooks. He is my favorite narrator. He's, he's great. My favorite audiobook narrator. He does a oh, great yeah. job. So okay, he he plays. Um, well, I'll, if you haven't seen it, I'll give away who he is. But right. yes, right. he's he in plays it. a bear. He's sixty-eight. He plays a bear. He's All right, let's see if we can. <laughs> let's... Good acting. Let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. And I need to know: uh, Mountain Sunflower is the U.S. as what U.S. state's highest point? Two one five two six three WMR the number, and we're going to go to Brian. Hey there, Brian. Good morning. Is Preston there? He is. May I help you? you. Oh, hi, Preston. This is Brian. We answer with the stupid question. <laughs> hey, Brian. All right. What's that answer to the stupid question? Well, we're not in Kansas anymore, but Kansas. Oh. Well done, sir. Hang on, Brian. I still love this song. We're going to set you up with a $150 Fogo Show gift card. Fogo is culinary experience, of course, and the best place to discover new favorites like... Uh, their new bone-in ribeye and bone-in double-cut pork chop as part of their full Churrasco experience. And you can make a reservation for Scepter City or King of Prussia at Fogo.com. Preston, I pulled up a photo of Mount Sunflower here on the screen for you. Oh, I'm sure it's nothing as far as its height Look goes. how majestic that mountain is. Yeah, there's, it's uh, like Kansas is the flattest state. I yeah. think one of the flattest states they in the country. They showed stepping over it, Preston. <laughs> <laughs> Does it give its elevation at all, Nick? I'm curious. Seven uh, feet. Yeah, it doesn't have it here, but I mean, it, <laughs> Steve, it's literally just a, a a metal sign in the middle of a field somewhere. It's a yeah. high point, I guess, right, in Kansas, yeah, yeah. but it's right. not a mountain. Right. All right, let's go through some of the entertainment stories. Amber Heard, and I believe we have clips uh, from this. Amber Heard sat down uh, for her first interview since the verdict was announced in uh, the Johnny Depp defamation trial. Uh, preview for the interview with NBC's Savannah Guthrie premiered on the Today Show yesterday. Uh, when asked about the jury's selection decisions, she said she doesn't blame them. And we're going to play that clip yes. first. So she let, understands uh, why they reached their decision. All right, here uh, we. Uh, uh, yeah, okay. That's when you want is number two. I guess so. Okay, yeah, let's try that. Balls off! I'll oh shut. <laughs> She sounds different. Uh, I don't know why I did that. Post-trial. I, I, um, it has really yeah. devastated her, this it's trial. That was, um, sounds like an incoherent child. It was, it was Preston's child. Yeah. You make one more move on me, motherfucker, and I'll f- cut your f- balls off. Oh, I'll shove them up here. I'll f- bury you. I'll put a fix in your eyes. I'll chop your f- eyeballs. I'll send them to your f- Family, so they can eat them for dessert. You understand me? Hey, Paul. What? F- you. You better f- <laughs> That does not sound like Amber Heard at all. No. But she sounds better. Is the other voice her attorney? 
That's Preston, both my boys. Is that, but the one doing the longer, is it Carter? That's Carter. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's oh. Carter delivering oh the bulk of that, and then Parker jumps in at the end there. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was so good. We need to bring back Toddler Theater with your son, Kathy. Oh, is he you too old? You think we old? could do that? How old is he? No, I think uh, he's fine. What about Desmond? Yeah, we can maybe do Daz. Yeah. Whose child wants to be corrupted? Seriously. Yeah. All right, anyway. Oh, my nephew would be great. He curses anyway, so. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, when people ask, they're using substitute words for the believed words. They're adults now. I don't care. You can believe they really curse. All right, so here we go. Uh, This is the clip that we're looking for. How could they make a judgment? How could they not come to that conclusion? They had sat in those seats. And heard th- over three weeks of nonstop, relentless testimony from paid employees. And towards the end of the trial, randos, <laughs> as I say. Well, she had also said, uh, I don't blame them, talking about the, the jury. She said, I actually understand he's a beloved character and uh, people feel that they know him and he's a fantastic actor. Uh, she also commented on social media's role in the case. I think we have a clip yep. of that, Casey. Uh, we have her... We're, I don't know. I, this is the only one I see. Let's try this one. Even somebody who is sure I'm deserving of all this hate and vitriol, even if you think that I'm lying, you still couldn't look me in the eye and tell me that you think on social media there's been a fair representation. You cannot tell me that you think that this has been fair. Yeah, she's, she said that um, uh, uh, I don't care what anyone what what one thinks about me or what judgments you want to make about or what happened in the privacy of my own, own home and marriage behind closed doors. I don't presume the average person should know those things, and so I don't take it personally. But she also says she hasn't been represented fairly on social media. And social media is usually very fair. Very fair. Yeah. Yes, so of course. Fair. What uh, <laughs> what clip was that from Toddler Theater? What, what, what I was from Analyze This. Oh. When, uh, when Paul Vitti's on the phone and he's talking to Primo and he's trying to be calm <laughs> and he's relaxing and all of a sudden he starts, you make one more move on me. I swear to God, that's that. Gotcha. That's what that's I don't from. think I would have gotten that one. No. Uh, let's see. So the full interview is scheduled for Friday, uh, but more excerpts will be shown uh, today and tomorrow on the Today Show. So someone who's breaking down why this broke the way it did, and the truth of the matter was, it was all goes to this article, which was, was whole this, this whole defamation thing is over. Yeah. Um, and she, without mentioning him. Yeah basically said he was an abusive husband and that was and painted a picture of somebody much more abusive at least to his that's why, his thinking and so that's why he reacted yeah and that's why when she makes these claims about her being unjustly uh, or unfairly represented on social media it's like you started this whole thing. Like, yeah. you're the one who, like, went on social and you, media and, and, you know. You, you know what? They're going to go at it again because yeah. they're going to appeal it. And it, this is it. And I know so many people are so thrilled by the fact that they're going to be back in court because mm. they love this last this last uh, trial. They loved it. Uh, speaking of court on Monday, the Metropolitan Police reported that House of Cards actor Kevin Spacey was formally charged with sexual assault and is expected to appear in court in London later this week. Uh, Spacey was charged with four counts of sexual assault against three men. Uh, he has also been charged with causing a person to engage in penetrative sexual activity without consent, they said. Uh, the actor is scheduled to appear before the Westminster Magistrates Court uh, on Thursday. Uh, this was sad news to see. Man, did this guy have a career. Philip Baker Hall, prolific character actor, known for his roles in films like Boogie Nights and Magnolia 
and shows such as Seinfeld and Modern Family has passed away. He was 90 years old. I have to be honest. I thought he had already passed. I thought he died. Oh, did yeah. you? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I, I didn't recall it, yeah. uh, but uh, I wouldn't have doubted if I were going, yeah, he's still alive. Uh, but Hall's uh, family confirmed the news, releasing a statement that said our beloved Philip qu- died quietly at home in Glendale, California, surrounded by his loving family. An impressive career of over six decades, holding roles in some of the most beloved <laughs> movies and television of the modern era. His most memorable turns in film included uh, playing the IRS boss in Say Anything, mm-hmm. uh, Sydney in Hard Eight, Floyd Gondoli in Boogie Nights, Jimmy Gator in Magnolia, Jack Baylor in Bruce Almighty, uh, Sherwood Morrill in Zodiac, and a CIA director in Argo. Uh, when it came to TV, he, he gave over 200 guest performances, including as library cop Joe <laughs> Bookman on Seinfeld. Yeah. Uh, also, Senator Matt Hunt on the West Wing, Dr. Morrison on Curb Your Enthusiasm, and Walt Klezak on Modern Family. We have a clip of him from Seinfeld and from Curb. All right, here we go. Well, I'm glad you're here so we can get this all straightened out. Would you like a cup of tea? You got any coffee? Coffee? Yeah, coffee. No, I don't drink coffee. Yeah, you don't drink coffee? How about instant coffee? No, I don't have... You don't have any instant coffee? Well, I don't normally... Who doesn't have instant coffee? I don't. You buy a jar of Folgers crystals, you put it in a cupboard, you forget about it. And later on, when you need it, it's there. It lasts forever. It's freeze-dried. Freeze-dried crystals. Really? I have to remember that. You took this book out in 1971. Yes, and I returned it in 1971. Yeah, 71. That was my first year on the job. Bad year for libraries. Bad year for American. Hippies burning library cards. Abby Huffman telling everybody to steal books. I don't judge a man by the length of his hair, the kind of music he listens to. Rock was never my bag. But you put on a pair of shoes when you walk into the New York Public Library, fella. Look, Mr. Bookman. <laughs> They're using that dragnet yeah. Jack Webb cadence, okay. which I love. Here's him on uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Hello. Jeff? Um, no. No, there's no Jeff here. Is this Dr. Morrison? Uh, yeah, it is. It is. Who's this? Oh, my God, it's Larry David. Your patient, Larry David. And, and wasn't it just a couple of days ago? That I saw you and asked you not to call here? No, I wasn't calling you. I was calling Jeff Green. Listen, and, and your name is, is right under his. I must have pressed yours by accident. I distinctly recall asking you not to call me. <laughs> no, no, I didn't call. How can you say you didn't call? You did call. I didn't call purposefully. It was an accident. An accident call. It's still a call. <laughs> uh, his film debut came in 1970 with Cowards about the Vietnam War draft evasion, which uh, screened at that year's Cannes Film Festival. His first TV guest roles uh, came in the 70s on Good Times in 1976, and then MASH and The Man from Atlantis. Uh, he worked uh, in film. He worked up for Hall. He picked up, I'm sorry, uh, work picked up for him during the 80s uh, when he starred as Richard Nixon in Secret Honor. And then held supporting roles in movies like Gary Marshall's uh, Nothing in Common, Midnight Run with Robert De Niro, John Hughes' classic rom-com Say Anything, and Ghostbusters 2, in which he played the police commissioner. Uh, He kicked off the 90s by appearing on Seinfeld as Joe Bookman, which we just heard. And um, that role became so iconic that he would reprise it in the show's series finale. And he also began working with Paul Thomas Anderson uh, during that decade. He was in his short film Cigarettes and Coffee and led to his directorial debut in Hard Eight, uh, which he stars alongside John C. Riley. I uh, later appeared in Anderson's films Boogie Nights and Magnolia. He's great in both uh, of those. Yeah, terrific. 
And uh, Hall's career in film continued to grow in the 90s and 2000s films such as The Truman Show, The Talented Mr. Ripley, The Insider, Dogville, Bruce Almighty, Zodiac, and Argo. Hell of a career. Hell of a career. 90 years old. So sad news. Uh, Some people were not happy to see Kim Kardashian wearing Marilyn Monroe's 1962 dress in this year's Met Gala. But the latest buzz about the dress is certain to ruffle some more feathers. On Monday, Pop Crave posted side-by-side photos of the dress to Twitter that were supposedly taken before Kim wore it and then after it hit the red carpet. And the cat... <laughs> oh, my God. Did she, did she mud it up? She sharded it. Oh, no. Uh, the caption reads, Marilyn Monroe's iconic dress has reportedly been damaged after being worn by Kim at the Met Gala. The dress now shows signs of tearing, and several crystals are either missing or hanging off of it. Yes, the burrito, a bran muffin, and a black coffee, please. Let it. Let me remind you, this dress is valued at $5 million. Yeah. yeah. And it is uh, an iconic piece of, of wardrobe, so, like, those things are irreplaceable. One has to you know wonder I mean? how it was brokered in the first place. They must have put up some sort of insurance or bond or something to, yeah. you know, and, and but again, once it's ruined, yeah. But still, if you can't, yeah, if you can't get those missing pieces back, get those stains out. That's a that's, that's a part of history. Those skin gone. marks. Yeah. Uh, so Car- Kardashian told Vogue that she lost sixteen pounds in order to fit into that dress. She also told the publication, "I'm extremely respectful to the dress and what it means to American history." Shrinadana Kami. I would never want to sit in it or eat in it or have any risk of any damage to it, and I won't be wearing the kind of body makeup I usually do. You heard the latest is that Caitlin wants to wear it now. No, I didn't. Yeah, it's, a, it's not going to fit. Hey, what is, uh, <laughs> Kathy, what would body makeup be? Uh, like just, I mean, makeup, is that what they're saying was on it? No, she said. She said I wouldn't be wearing any body makeup I usually do while wearing that. Like dress. moisturizer oh. and things. No, like no that? body. Like I mean, some people will put like their makeup will go down their neck and onto their chest, like yeah. you know, to cover what you know, whatever a blemish or something okay. like that. I draw yeah. happy faces around my nipples with lipstick. Yeah, that would be body yeah. makeup. That's it, what that is. I remember. So John Gonzalez, he's uh, not in the city anymore, but he used to be on NBC Sports Philadelphia. I remember busting his balls one time because he was doing a Phillies post game, oh, and yeah. he clearly had makeup on his face, which is fine. But he put none on his neck, and it looked like he, he was just like <laughs> his face was on like a white pole. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you guys yeah. find when we when you and I know Kathy used to do it all the time that when they put that stuff on a couple hours after you feel like you're encased. It's just what like this, the TV like makeup. TV makeup. Oh, I yeah. It's like I hated it. Yeah. Uh, Britney Spears has been granted a restraining order against her ex husband Jason Alexander days after he broke into her home just before her wedding ceremony on Thursday. Alexander was arrested by the Ventura Sheriff's Department prior to the planned nuptials to Sam Eshgari. And Spears' lawyer says that her restraining order against Alexander was granted. He was charged with felony stalking and is incarcerated. Uh, Spears' restraining order, which says Alexander can't go within 100 yards of Spears, will last for three years. And he made a virtual appearance at his court hearing on Monday and Saturday, not guilty plea. Along with the stalking felony, Alexander has been charged with misdemeanor counts of trespassing and refusing to leave private property, vandalism, and battery. Per his booking uh, from the Ventura County Sheriff's Office, his bail is set at $100,000. <laughs> Look at a picture of this dude. He's got some serious eyebrows. Yeah. And those, those are Matt Rovine eyebrows. <laughs> uh, during the Thursday incident, he went on live Instagram, roamed the, uh, around the property, revealing their wedding decorations, which were still being arranged by party planners. He could be heard yelling her name and claiming this to security that he was invited. He had said, so here's the scoop, uh, guys. 
of the Bull S wedding. Uh, Jason Alexander, what's up? Uh, he was greeting workers and shaking one's hand. He said, my name's Jason Alexander. Brittany invited me here. Uh, Brittany invited me here. She's my first wife, my only wife. I'm her first husband. Uh, but uh, Spears' assistant was alerted to the uh, live uh, video that was going on and tracked him down and got him out of there. And now he's, dude, he's, yeah, he's been arrested. This, I like when they say, hey, guys, and you look at the amount of people who subscribe, 30, mm-hmm. you know. Hey, yep. guys. Uh, Jennifer Hudson made history Sunday night. The Respect star joined the Elite EGOT Club. Wow. So she has won an Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and now a Tony Award in her career. Hudson already had uh, an Emmy, Grammy, and Oscar. On Sunday, she won a Tony thanks to her role as a co-producer of A Strange Loop, which won for Best Musical. Uh, And she had joked uh, to People Magazine in 2020 about a plan to join the Less Than 20 People Club. Uh, she said, I got a dog named an Oscar, and then I won my Oscar. And then I got a dog named a Grammy, and then I won my Grammy. She said, so I think I should get some dogs named Emmy and Tony. That'll give me good luck. Uh, but, yeah, in 2007, she won Best Supporting Actors Oscar for her role in Dreamgirls, two Grammys, Best R&B Album in 2009, and Best Musical Theater Album of the Musical The Color Purple in 2017. Last year, she snagged a daytime Emmy for the animated short Baba Yag." which she helped voice and co-produced, and she is now one of 17 wow. EGOT winners. And Pretty me, amazing. Wow. I just want to point out, though, and we bust chops all the time, she was a contestant on American Idol. Did yeah. she win? Right. That's where she came. No, no she but, went. Right, and there you go. I, I don't know. Who, who who was the winner of that season? I don't know. Yeah. The only, what if you're talking about people who have won, who have gone on, Kelly Clarkson and Carrie Underwood, right? I don't what to to have a that actually won American Idol oh, and had won. big careers? Good question. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. So I saw this story the other day, Preston, and then I also saw that um, Billy Crystal was trending with EGOT as well, and I didn't know why. Does did, did anybody see um, a reason behind Billy? Was he close to winning an EGOT? Or does, I don't know. All right, yeah. I can't imagine it, he's super talented, but I don't remember him ever winning an Oscar. Billy Crystal or yeah. a Grammy? Well, maybe for uh, comedy, comedy like, yeah. spoken word stuff or whatever. Yeah. yeah. All right. Not really sure. Uh, Will Smith, speaking of Oscars, is all geared up to make a major comeback after flying under the radar since the Oscars. It is, he is reportedly working on his return with I Am Legend 2. An insider Electric said Boogaloo. that uh, the concept of the movie is still to be signed off by Warner Brothers, but there have been no indication that Will is off the project. Uh, he's the producer of the film, and his production company is in charge while the development continues. Uh, the reality is they, the source said that Will will make a comeback at some point. And it will be simply down to which studio will be the one to take a chance on him. The negative sentiments from the public about his career have certainly reduced in recent weeks as the world has moved on. Thanks to stories like Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Uh, and Will himself is undergoing therapy and taking time away from the limelight. He's going to have to do a public mea culpa yeah. at some point. Uh, but they, they point out how uh, Hollywood loves comeback stories. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, people who have fallen from grace turn right back around like Robert Downey Jr. and Mel Gibson and Winona Ryder and Drew Barrymore. So I have a question. Um, with the I Am Legend, if they go with the theatrical release version, it didn't look like um, <laughs> it's going to be viable for him to be in the sequel. Did you guys see the version that was the alternate version? Where Will Smith survives. Uh, I have heard about it. I yes. have not seen it. Okay. Yeah, did you see it? The, yes. the clip? Yeah. yeah. So he and the woman and the kid yeah. escape in the car right. and find a camp where other people are st- are alive. Right. And so it, it builds from there. And yep. how does that's the book- not the theatrical version. Okay, how does the book end? <clears throat> it's 
very different with Robert Neville, the character he's playing in a jail cell. And what has happened is, is that they, you had the the vampire-like creatures, and then they started to evolve into more lucid thinking creatures. Okay. And so what happens is, is that through a couple of different situations, he ends up in a jail cell caught by those hybrid creatures. And he pulls himself up on the bars and looks out. When he looks out the window, all of those creatures are looking at him, and they kind of recoil in horror. And then he realizes, I'm the monster now. Oh, shit. There's more oh. of them than me. And so he says, I am legend. Mm, okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see. A couple other quick things. Uh, this is a lot of fun. I think we have a clip of this as well. You already know that uh, Thanos uh, can snap. And eliminate half of all existing life forms. But did you know it can also double all Josh Brolin life forms? Uh, Josh Brolin uh, demonstrated it in his Variety Actors on Actors conversation, which he was interviewed by Josh Brolin. Uh, the segment wasn't always meant to be that way because the interview was supposed to be between Brolin and his Avengers Endgame co-star Jeremy Renner. But uh, the Hawkeye actor was a last-minute no-show. No further explanation is given on that. But uh, he was left hanging, so they ended up cutting together him interviewing himself. <laughs> it's very funny. Uh, so let's play a little bit of that. Is this the open of it, Steve? Yes. Okay, here we go. I'm like, I'm, I'm nervous. It's uh, it's great to be here with you, man. I, I uh, thanks, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just. I've always been a big fan, and uh, no, I really appreciate that. Oh, sorry, I don't mean to make you uncomfortable. It's just that. When you respect somebody as much as I respect you, do you mind if I look at you in the eye, or do you want me to look down? I mean, you can you, you can look at me. You can look at me. Look at you. My eyes. Look at my eyes. You have this this new show out of range, which I wanted to watch the whole thing. They started sending me all the episodes, but I saw the first two episodes, and my God, man. I mean, the prayer scene in in episode two is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes on with stuff like, I loved you and Goonies, right, you know, right, 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 yeah. all that. So that is, uh, I, I'm glad they went ahead and ran with it. It's a good series. playing the whole thing. Yeah, they, I've, I've watched a number of those. And you have, you know, people who have similar acting uh, experiences, mm-hmm. uh, sharing thoughts, and uh, it's cool. All right, and then let me see one last thing I was going to mention. Uh, yeah, here we go. Uh, Variety reports that Pixar's Lightyear has been banned from several West Asian countries, including Saudi Arabia, uh, UAE, and Kuwait. Uh, the film will not be shown because of a scene that involves uh, the character Alicia, a new lesbian space ranger, uh, greeting her partner with a kiss on the lips. Uh, the shot was originally cut by Disney, but it was later reinstated after Pixar animators criticized Disney in an open letter ask, for asking them uh, to cut, quote, overtly gay affection. So they've actually banned it in Saudi Arabia and some of those other countries. Yeah, which yeah. Which is kind of what they do. They don't want to see cartoon yeah. characters kissing? Yeah, I guess not. That's all I want to see. That's all I want to see. I want right. to see Bugs Bunny making out with Elmer Fudd. All right. Uh, <laughs> I've seen I it. Actually, I've seen that. I've yeah, seen yeah, yeah. Yep. All right, let's do <laughs> clips now. God's favorite idiot is a mid-level tech support employee who falls in love with his co-worker while at the same time becoming the unwitting messenger of God. 
Here, series creator Ben Falcone shares how the show came together. The idea of putting out just kind of a positive uh, message felt sort of appealing. And then Melissa really came up with the idea of setting it in an office where they're all tech workers and he's a mid-level tech employee. And I was like, oh, that's really perfect because, you know, this unassuming guy to me or or woman or whomever does seem like who God would pick. Really? Yeah. So Ben Falcone is Melissa McCarthy's husband. Oh, okay. Uh, so, God's Favorite Idiot streams on Netflix tomorrow. She, he's the one in the bed at the end of Bridesmaids. Yep. With the... <laughs> yep. The bear sandwich. Yeah. And he's the air marshal, too. Yes. yes. Yep. Yeah. That's great. Here's a nice clip. Uh, Evil is a psychological mystery series. Which it. explores the line between science, religion, and questions whether really demonic beings live among us. And in this clip, David Acosta, actor... Uh, Mike Coulter shares why he likes playing this role. He is the is a comic relief of this show in places where it seems inappropriate to have comic relief. But into that end, we are able to give the audience a little bit of a breather in terms of always feeling like on edge or like something's going to happen. Yeah! Is this a show that we had uh, Michael Perrineau or I mean... Uh... No, that is uh, from... Okay, another one-word title. And okay. really good as well. Really? Okay. Yes. Uh, season three of Evil is on Paramount Plus now. So, Preston, to let you know, and this it, as a Stephen King fan, you might like this sort of deal because, uh, like in the season three opener, they had an episode where they're trying to reconcile religion and soul and demons and all this stuff. And so they, they wanted to conduct this experiment where at the point of death, they were going to they're going to weigh the body just before someone died and then weigh it right after to see if it was lighter if there was if technically the sure. soul has left the body right if there's a physical weight right. to the soul but uh, uh, what happens is something wholly other that makes Ooh. a a wild episode okay yeah i'm into that all right uh, that's the entertainment report and i have just been told uh, that we have uh, a movie screening coming up. And what? we have some movie passes to give away. We have passes to see The Black Phone. Oh, this is supposed to be awesome. Uh, it's coming up next Tuesday at uh, 7 p.m. at the UA King of Prussia. So I think it's 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Okay, uh, so let's take five callers, 215-263-WMMR. The description says critics are calling it the nightmare-inducing movie, and Ethan Hawke gives a blood-curling performance unlike anything we've ever seen. Uh, from Bloomhouse and the director of Doctor Strange and Sinister, Universal Pictures presents The Black Phone, which is rated R in theaters June 24th. I don't know much about this, so I, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'll have to look into that. Yeah, the, tra- the trailer's enough to scare the hell out of you. Five callers, let's get you on the line, set you up, head you off to the movies. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. Don't forget, Glenn Howerton, Dennis, from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, will be joining us this morning around 9 o'clock to talk about the fact that the gang is coming to Philly at the Met, and that will be on September 18th. That is for their podcast live. So we'll be back in a sec. Hang in there with us this morning. Hey, gang, time's running out to sign up for the I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive. It's happening on the 24th at two convenient locations. The Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks and the Event Center inside Live Casino in Hotel Philadelphia. All donors get the newest Preston and Steve t-shirt and on-site refreshments, including Everfresh juice, plus a reusable tote bag from our friends at Window Nation. And for the first time, we'll be doing our show live from Oaks, while Brent, Jackie, and Sarah will check in live from 
Live Casino. As for Pierre, he'll be somewhere, we're sure. Oh, dear. Yeah, I bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive, benefiting the American Red Cross. Make your appointment at WMMR.com now. Sponsored by Recovery Centers of America. For addiction and mental health treatment, call 1-800-RECOVERY. From 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. Yesterday, I did kind of a half-assed noticer, and I haven't felt right about that mm. at all. I did. We essentially did like one and a half stories. <sighs> you know, if I may say, yes, you pulled out too fast. I did. Yeah. I did. Uh-huh. Yes, yeah, yeah. I, it was a it was a quick uh, quick pull out. Wham, and bam, and thank boom. you. Uh, so, may I dive back into that? Realm? Sure. Is that yeah. okay with you guys? It's I might. E- I could e- notice a redux. I could even put the mask on if you wanted. What? Oh my god! No. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Uh, oh. I don't see it anymore. Wait, what? Oh, there it is. Going in big time. I got it. <laughs> I need new uh, mask. Elastic on my mask. The mask is good. We need the elasticer. But this is <laughs> okay. I got an idea. What? Staple well, it to your head. Oh, you already did that. Staple it. Staple it. Here, hold on. Yeah, I got a stapler. All right, the noticer's putting on his mask. Hasn't put him on in like the past six notices. Wait, I put my mask on first and then the glasses. No, no, you're stretch your glasses out. <sighs> Said with the loving tone of a mother who wants it. to snap your neck. <laughs> Doesn't it. work. All I'm right. going to put the glasses on under the mask. Yes. You know what you need? Noticer contact lenses. <laughs> I do need Could you put lenses inside the mask? You, you could. I would hope so. I mean, that'd uh, be cool. We should probably really get that cool. done. Who would do that? Yeah, would that, yeah. would that be Alfred's job? Or yes. Yeah, Alfred oh, would do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Right. Alfred would so do it. Your glasses. You'll notice the glasses. <laughs> I have the mask on. This <laughs> is not going to last long. No. Right. Is it uncomfortable? It's, uh, it, it's it weird. Yeah. It's just it's hard to see. Here's okay. the deal. You know, you can take them off. All right. We are going to take that mask. To your optometrist, and we are going to. Okay. We, that is, yeah. this is something we have to do. Please do it. Please do it. You have my permission. Uh, you can also pay for it. Yeah. Uh, no, no, glasses no, no. are expensive. Man. All right. So, anyhow, uh, I'm going to lead with something really offbeat. Something that you've noticed. Uh, I did. I noticed this story, and it's really weird, and there's no reason for it, but I found it very, very interesting. It's just an interesting fact from a Redditor known as Kiwi2703. And they decided to get creative with some calculations and answer a question that maybe no one has ever asked. But if you blended up all of the humans in the world, how big would the resulting (laughs) human meatball be? All right. Yeah. If you were to turn the entire population of the earth into a meatball, how big would that meatball be? Everyone, if we took all their bodies and and blended them up Mm. and all that goo, that giant human meatball. No additives, no hamburger helper, just straight up what you got. No people helper. So taking into account a worldwide population of 7.88 billion people, uh, a human Density of about 61.5 pounds per three feet or feet cubed. I'm not sure what that is. And an average human weight of about 137 pounds. The human goo sphere is about 0.62 miles wide. That is a meatball that is about two-thirds of a mile wide or the equivalent of three Eiffel Towers. And apparently this sphere of human meat would fit easily inside Central Park. I'm surprised. I am, too. I, I thought, thought it would be, be bigger. Yeah, yeah, I thought it would be bigger. Like Dalton. I yes. thought they would be bigger. Yeah, because um, Eiffel Tower is not a, a massive skyscraper by any stretch of the imagination. You know, I, I thought it would be bigger. I think it would be bigger, like, than Manhattan. Yeah. I was thinking the size of uh, Manhattan. And, and yet yeah, they're like saying that. it's only a small part of 
Manhattan. Right. That it would fit into Central Park. Would easily. it fit in one subway car? But I guess if you if you squish everybody up, that uh, that it might. We're okay. looking. We're looking at a rendering of it. <laughs> Let's check. No. And by the way, the rendering is is not indicative of what you just said because there's it's only. I guess perhaps if you were to flatten it out and roll it out. You might um, get coverage of the entire park, but right now, maybe even all of Manhattan. Look at how tall that is. Though. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's, I think the height wise would okay. be three. It'd be a big Eiffel ball towers. of meat. So that'd be a very large ball. I of wouldn't like meat. it. So. No. Uh, Taste wise, what kind of uh, gravy? Oh, I would go with probably a brown gravy, but that's me. What? They're you know, kind of like Swedish meatballs. You know, uh, yeah, like I was, I'm thinking You're the same thing mind. because I don't know what human flesh tastes I'm out like. Of my but mind. I, You're I, out of your mind. What would you think? Uh, no, you, <laughs> like a marinara. Yeah. Okay. I would actually go with like a what? I don't know. On this, You're going to choose. A I brand bet you this is going to be a gnarly meat. So I think I'd prefer the Swedish meatballs. <laughs> what animals would we make the gravy out of? <laughs> oh God. By the way, uh, my mom used to make a thing called human meatballs. <laughs> uh, uh, it was a meatball, but it was called porcupine. Oh, you guys really? ever have those? No, I have not. All right, it was. Um, Wait, did you call it porky pine or porcupine? Probably. Uh, all right, let me just. Say I was just, I'm just no, curious. It might I'm be pork. It was made uh, from well, pork. No, no, no. Now I, got, yeah. uh, now I have to say it like effortlessly, and you know, how yeah, because it was made of pork. pork. That's what I was thinking yeah. porcupine. No, no, porcupine. Porcupine. Okay. So it's made of porcupine. Porcupine. <laughs> Yeah, porcupine. Uh, I probably say porcupine, okay. but I say it's so mush mouthy that it sounds like well, either way. Porcupine is a I meatball. I hear it now. I hear porcupine. Yeah. <laughs> right? Porcupine. porcupine. I've been like saying porcupine. porcupine ever since kindergarten. All right, guys. Right. So and I and Preston thought the same thing I thought. I said, "Oh, this is a this is a meatball made with pork, and that's why she's called it the porcupine." It was called a porcupine because it was meatballs made with rice in it. Okay. And the rice kind of gave it little... I've had those. Yeah. Little points. Yeah. They're, just, they're okay. I like those. But yeah. those were made with a brown gravy, so those are more like the Swedish meatball. Okay. Yeah. Remember right. that that journalist who got in trouble? He was with a, a cannibal uh, cult, uh, civilization, a, a tribe. Oh, yeah. And okay. And he tried a little bit of human meat. No, he didn't. Yes, yeah. Oh, Wow. Then you shouldn't do that. Right. Um, okay, well, discuss at work uh, what would accompany a human meatball. And uh, you guys have a nice little chat around lunch yeah. today. Uh, but, yes, if, if you were to make a human, all the humans in the world would make a meatball uh, that could fit into Times Square, or, I mean, into um, Central Park. Yeah. But the meatball would be gigantic. It would be very, very tall. Uh, they don't so recommend doing that. I'm sure you were thinking yeah. about that. All right, here's a local story. I saw this uh, on uh, CBS 3's website. Is that where you noticed it? I noticed it on CBS 3's website. Uh, residents in a Bucks County 55 and older condo community say that some have been left stranded. Uh, and it, it happened after management announced that their one elevator would be shut down for weeks due to some major upgrades. And uh, there are people that have mobility issues. Yeah. And so, so they, they can't stay in their room? use the elevator at all. The one elevator in the building. That's, where you can't it? do that. Where is it? Uh, it is, is called the Centennial Station. Privately owned, independent, 50-plus retirement community. I live on the 58th floor. <laughs> with That's more than like Warminster or something. Warminster, <laughs> Warminster Township. Oh, there you go. 400 condos between 10 buildings. Okay, so there's 10 buildings. Uh, and each building has one elevator, and they they have to replace them all. So they're approaching the end of their 30-year span and need to be replaced. Uh, but doing so means cutting off access for many here with mobility challenges. 
And uh, they said that uh, a renovation... Setting up tents in the parking lot. Shut up. A renovation project means the only elevator in each building will be out of service for four to six weeks with stairs what? as their only option up and down. Now, I don't know how many... I have to feed my guinea pig. I don't know how many <laughs> floors each building is, but two buildings at a time will be repaired on a rolling basis through the fall. And residents say while management is offering to help grocery deliveries and trash pickup, it's not enough. And some have to move out uh, for the time being. They have to move oh. in, in with families and stuff because they can't literally, they can't go anywhere. They, they should at least provide three stories tall. Four stories, yeah. Four, Four stories. Okay. They should provide at least rope ladders outside. <laughs> right, Preston? Yeah. <laughs> Where you can climb in and out of the windows. How do you do this goddamn thing? Yeah. Oh no. But I mean, listen. Oh, they have I, a hair salon there for them. <laughs> I would. Uh, I do not miss apartment living and having to use an elevator to to get in and out. I know Marissa lives that way. Yeah. But that can be a uh, that can be a hassle. Well, if you if elevator. you get the local, it's a nightmare. If you're stopping in multiple floors, like if you get home at a certain time. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. So I've I've been fortunate. Whenever I've had an apartment in an apartment building, it was on the main floor. Okay. Back in the day when uh, you helped friends move, I had a friend. Uh, this is you know early to mid twenties moved into a place in Center City, Philadelphia. Steve that did not have an elevator at oh, all, and he, nope. he lived on the fourth or fifth floor. And no. we were recruited, you know, to come help him move. And it lit. Pivot! Yeah. It's, yeah. Did he pay you in pizza? He did, and beer. And it was just one of those things where, like, you know, you, you want to help out a friend, but, man, like, in a building, and there are still, obviously, plenty in Center City that don't have any elevators whatsoever. I don't know how you do it on a daily basis. Yeah, I lived in a, an apartment complex. I probably, I think I was, like, on the fifth floor or something like that. It wasn't too, too bad, but still, uh, waiting for the elevator. Waiting when people were using it was... Uh, I mean, it's just you're used to the convenience of just walking right out the door. So you know? we have six stories here, right? So uh, the um, when the building is at full occupancy and and prior to COVID, you know, you'd hit the sometimes you'd hit the 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 uh, button to go down, and it would take forever. And we have six elevators per floor. We do, yeah. And mm-hmm. that was an issue. So yeah, uh, how you can possibly stra- I mean, I mean, not per floor per uh, in the building. Per we have six inch. elevators. Or no, we have nine. I guess per floor nine. nine? Not, yeah, there's three well, in the east, nine? three in the center, and elevators. Three in the west. Wow. Nine. Yeah, I didn't know we had nine times. Nine times. Nine. I'd nine love to. Times. I'd love to live nine in a retirement. Nine times. I forget that there's four of them. Yeah, to live in a retirement community. Like okay. at this point in my the life, new ones, I, they're awesome. Oh my, like you, you don't, you never have to go anywhere. You can shop on the first floor. They have shuffleboard. They have Steve. Some of the ones now, you can, uh, you can park on the floor in which you live. Your, yeah. your, the car elevator goes up to the same place where you live. They have all sorts of amenities, like cool amenities, not like the, the classic old people oh stuff. Oh my god. I just right. want to go to the place that has the tiki bar. What's that one out in Harleysville? Oh, yes. yes I forgot the name of John it. Oates John Oates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. where I'm going. Yeah, getting ripped and getting laid all day long. Yep, they have uh, they have pretty much everything you need. You don't have to go anywhere. You can hang out and get hammered. Yeah. Have a good time. You don't care if you can make it up to your apartment. Uh, so I thought that was uh, kind of interesting. That is so, very weird. So I don't know what they're gonna what they're gonna do about the the people who really need to get in and out, up and down, and have mobility. Problems. Can they set up like one of those Red Dawn internment camps and bring them there for a while? Maybe, maybe they could do that. I don't know if they'd consider that or not. All right, let me see what else I got here for you. I did notice some other things. I mean, I am wearing the mask yeah. after all. You guys ever heard of a pizzly bear? Oh yeah. 
It's, yeah. It's a combination of a polar and a grizzly. Correct. Oh. Yeah. yeah, so more polar bears. So apparently the, the animal is a hybrid created by the mating of a grizzly bear and a polar bear. It's like a gramster, which is a grizzly bear and a hamster. <laughs> <laughs> Got to see those things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, apparently the scientists found could be happening more often uh, due to climate change. And oh, wow. more polar bears are migrating further south where they encounter grizzly bears. And they're getting a freak on. Because uh, rising temperatures have thinned the Arctic sea ice, pushing polar bears into unfamiliar territory. So are we getting like F2 pizzly bears where it's like uh, one pizzly mates with another pizzly? And then you're getting like... Oh, I don't know. Mm. I don't know if that's happened yet or not. Pizzly point uh, 2.0. So like, you know, these doodles are all the rage these days, right? So you have like an F1 doodle, right? Where right. That's where you got like one poodle and one Labrador, right? Oh, I didn't and know so what you were talking about with doodle. They, okay. they, make a, they make an F1 doodle. And then you have like an F2 doodle. What about a polar doodle? Well, that's what I'm wondering. But like you have an F2 doodle where you have two doodles that mate and they make a, a doodle puppies. Yeah. Right? Also, so that's an F2 doodle. And then you have a dildo. Yeah. They also call it a growler bear. A growler like bear? Pizzly no. or growler bear? Uh, like pizzly bear. Uh, are they of substantial size? I assume that they yeah. would be, yes? Yeah. Yes. So It's like a light brown color, Steve. Right. They're actually kind of attractive. Yeah. So, I love polar bears. A new study found that uh, the effect on the bear species' habitats have also affected the animals' mating behaviors. Uh, University of Buffalo researchers behind the study believe that uh, (laughs) grizzly bears and polar bears could have been mating by chance for thousands of years, but climate change is intensifying that breeding between the species. The pizzly bear, first spotted in 2006 in the Canadian Arctic, has the white fur of a polar bear, but the long claws, humped back, shallow face, and brown patches of a grizzly. Yeah. Uh, So researchers remain uncertain about... Uh, when grizzly bears, also called brown bears and polar bears, be my regular son. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, uh, began to interbreed. You know what? Uh, when you talk about the liger, and we talk about it often, <laughs> the uh, they are enormous. So, as a breed that is a hybrid between a lion and a tiger, you've seen these things, right? I mean, they're yep. just gigantic. And I wonder if this hybrid bear will exceed because the polar bear is, is the largest yes. bear, right? Yes. Um, and um, I wonder if this will exceed that. Yeah, if you get it. I mean, grizzlies are big enough already, you know, and, I, and apparently they have longer claws and some more. Steve, I always get confused because features. there are like uh, by weight and then by height. I think uh, Kodiak bears are the biggest bears by but, height, by but, weight, by weight. Yeah, and then yeah. But, but you're right, Steve. About polar bears, they can be taller. Yep. Oh, uh, they're big. Oh, they're we, just massive. The grizzly, uh, the, the the Kodiak bears, Preston. We were on a tram uh, when my wife and I went to Alaska, going up the side of a mountain that was known for its uh, dense uh, Kodiak population. Oh my God, these yeah. things moving through the forest. You and you're thinking, please don't break cable because I don't want to fall down into this forest. These things were like cars with claws. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so the, I'm sorry, Casey, uh, the uh, expert said, uh, we know they are still able to mate today and can produce fertile offspring, and so they may have been mating off and on since the species split whenever the two species came into contact. I, it just sucks because they are so adorable that... You want to pet them so bad and hug do. them and give them noogies? <laughs> yeah, right? you can't. <sighs> but they, I mean, honestly, the claws on a bear, 
uh, mm-hmm. are spikes. Oh. Like, you know, that, that so could in, just eviscerate you in seconds. And listen, I know it's a movie, but in The Revenant, when yes. Leonardo DiCaprio's character is when being mauled, He's dancing with the bear. He's dancing with the bear. And he, then he um, puts his hand in the in the bear's hand. You're yeah. like, oh my God, that's adorable. No, I, but when... The, yeah. I do not think bears are cute in the slightest no? bit. No. Oh I know you guys say that I all know. the time. The cubs, yes. But bears, I don't look at a bear and go, "Oh no!" When they're doing something no. like, like really cute, like there's a there's a picture. It's, it's a video of like the grizzly bear, and, and the people have pulled up and they're throwing pieces of toast to it, and the bear's sitting down and cat. And I get where you're coming from. You're <laughs> yeah. looking at a kill machine, Preston. Yeah. For me, I, maybe it's been influenced by years of bear stories or the Bernstein bears or whatever. Yeah. But I look at them and I go, "I, I <laughs> we're looking at a video now of a cute bear with the hose." Uh, and <laughs> but they will kill you. They will kill you and your family, and they will ruin your credit. Yeah, I <laughs> ruin your credit. Yes. Too? Oh man. Yeah, I don't. I don't see the cute thing. Uh, but you know, I mean, they're they're massive, and they they do what they do. Uh, the older a mating event is, the more difficult it is for the experts to find uh, evidence of it in today's populations. However, from a study. Uh, they find sharing of DNA brown bears in modern polar bears, and it has been involved. It involves 115,000, 130,000 year old polar bear. What? That's an old bear. That, that is, is an old bear. bear. I remember yeah. when the volcanoes went away and everything started to cool off. <laughs> I'm an older bear. Uh, so the number of pizzly bears uh, alive today remains low, but there could be more of the hybrid bear species in the future. What do they predict for the Gramster? I don't know. I haven't seen the study on the Gramster as of yet. All right. I think we're going to switch uh, gears altogether. Let's go somewhere else. Because I, I actually do have several animals. This has been stories. very good so far. This has been a good notice, sir. I have several animal stories, but I think I want to skip around a little bit. Um, fuller lips, of course, are all the rage, but experts are warning against using at-home uh, hyaluronic oh. a- acid pen. Okay. At-home anything. This to achieve work. the effect. Ava Longoria Hawks is all the big thing. Using hyaluronic acid oh, in really? various cosmetics. That's the new buzz, um, I guess, chemical or additive, hyaluronic acid. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you can just like, you can buy it on Amazon. And you just inject it into your lips? <laughs> I don't know. It's While some problematic. Uh, TikTokers. <laughs> Look at these inner tubes on my face. Praise the pen for offering quick and inexpensive plump peckers. Plump peckers. Um, <laughs> yeah, I saw that. That's, yeah. right that's my favorite movie. Uh, medical and cosmetic experts say the pen may botch your appearance. Yeah. Uh, have you seen the latest commercial oh. for Botox, Preston? Talking about this sort of stuff. No. This commercial goes to elaborate lengths to explain all of the possible, uh, in a way I have not seen before, the possible migration of Botox in your face, oh, the paralysis oh, it can cause. No. <clears throat> never getting it. Kathy, yeah, I've never seen a commercial because they've had commercials for Botox, but this current one really spells out as clear as they can the potential side effects. By the way, this hyaluronic acid, this device is actually intended for diabetic patients to give themselves insulin. Don't no, oh, don't so like it. So is it like little needles? You're injecting something in yourself into I your would wrist? assume so, but I don't know for sure, Kathy. But wow. yeah, I mean, if for, for, when I think diabetes, I always think needles for some reason or another. People, you know, yeah. have to give themselves. Well, well, we give insulin. our our cat insulin shots every day. Injections, but using the device improperly can cause inflammation, bacterial or fungal infection. No! as well. Gross. 
Uh, so yeah, my lips are full of fungus. So that's <laughs> why are they count? Why are they so oh, fluffy? Because oh, they're full of fungus. They're all squishy. Wow. Okay. So it creates enough pressure externally against the tissue to push the acid filler into the dermal layer of your skin without I, without the use of needles. I don't okay. like that. No, I don't. I like think it you're you're playing with fire. <laughs> all right. So speaking of fungus. Um, Snore Stop Naso Spray has become the most Snore recent stop? nasal spray to be recalled for a microbial contamination. All right. Cause uh, your scrotum to detonate. <laughs> Careful there. Your balls will explode. It's really dangerous. Might cause scrotum detonation. <laughs> Wait, what? How does it even get down there? Go through your nose. Yeah. That's how it goes. Uh, Many don't realize that the nasal passage and testes are connected. (laughs) (laughs) It was an educational thing. That's where the old saying, can I smell your balls, comes from. (laughs) I'm not familiar with that (laughs) saying. (laughs) Yeah, who says that? (laughs) (laughs) The old saying, you know. Yeah. Can I smell your balls? Will Rogers used to use that all the time. I I had no idea. Uh, they had written, uh, the notice says, uh, though this contamination isn't often associated with human illness, uh, it does admit in people with damaged immune systems, the use of the recall product could potentially result in severe or life-threatening adverse events such as, uh, bacteria, uh, bacteremia, sepsis. You just uh, cast a spell. Pneumonia. Yeah. <laughs> bacteremia and nexus. <laughs> Kathy's now a squiggle, or whatever that bear is. Uh, pneumonia, a pizzle. 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 Uh, pneumonia, uh, invasive fungal uh, rhinosinusitis, or disseminated fungal infection. Let me ask you, is there anything on a cosmetic level that would quite like this with needles or anything, this stuff, that you would do to yourself? I, I think if people it, are nuts like when they do like like butt implants and stuff, and they'll go to somebody in a garage it's insane. Was there anything that I would do? Um, no. Have, no. No. Like your own shots I mean, or like the lip thing or, or or wrinkle room, you know? No. I mean, the closest I did for a while was I, I dyed my beard. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you it know, agitated yeah. you. You had a oh, reaction. Yeah, I, I had an allergic reaction. It was yeah. extremely painful. So I, And I would probably still be doing it. I'd probably did dye the beard because until more gray comes into my hair yeah. because the beard is gray and, and the hair is uh, less so, but... I would do that, but yeah, I can't think of any right. beauty regimen or anything like that. You'd risk or treatment, you know? No, it's too. It's the proper. It's just too much. We I, should. It's we gone should bad. for fun, just plump our lips up one day, and nah. just <laughs> you and me be the the radio show hosts. Well, they have full God plump almighty. lips. They have that do? lipstick that will do it. It's like temporary, like it kind of just. Oh yeah. Oh, is it like cayenne pepper or something? Yeah, it I has some kind of something in it. Adjutant that that. I mean, it's swelling. That's what yeah. it is. Get, You're swelling is it. bad, right? I don't like that. What if you do it tomorrow for Fox? Yeah. For oh Fox, good day. God. I think we should. Well, right, let's look at the ramifications of this. I don't want to... Or... Where, where do you we, get or it? Or tomorrow on Fox, without telling them, we just do full-blown, like, drag makeup. Yeah. <laughs> and then just go on the air and Surprise talk, talk normally Jerry. about our conversation. Case, you can get the limp, the lip-plumping uh, lipstick anywhere. I mean, I... Like a Kylie I go on, like, Ulta, or I get it on Amazon. Okay. <sighs> let's try that. All right. Let's try okay, this. Some... I'll try it. Just see if it works or not. I pr- it probably won't work. And I, I think there's, think. there's. Have you there's used even... it, Kathy? 
No, because I have um, I have big lips, so I've, yeah. I never had to use it. I have friends that use it. It does plump it up a little okay. bit. Not like you're not going to look like you have uh, lip fillers or anything like that, but oh. it will give it a little little, little plump. presence. Yeah. How long does it take? Oh, I it, like um, not instantaneous. Yeah, like like it'll take a, like you'll put it on and it'll be yeah maybe like, like five a minute. Minutes? No, like a minute or something like that. Yeah. I'm a little scared. I'm, I'm, I'm scared. I'm scared of that. I'm scared. Okay. But I'll try it. I'm awful as scared. I'll take one for the team. All right. If you do it, I'll try it. <laughs> so this particular spray, the Snore Stop Naso Spray, is marketed as cutting down the symptoms of non-apneic snoring. So if you have apnea, this won't help that. What's but, your situation like with your... Do you are you, do you have an apnea situation? I do. I have, I have mild sleep apnea. I do not use a, uh, uh, a CPAP uh, or anything like that. I tried to for a while. It didn't work. So I have trained myself to not sleep on my back. Yeah. I sleep exclusively on my sides. Oh. So therefore, I don't snore and wake myself have up. Have you ever tried a pap smear? <laughs> I have not, okay. but I am willing. <laughs> what do I need for that? A servant? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I saw a thing yesterday. It was just a. Uh, it was a graphic that that said that the benefits of sleeping on your left side rather than your yes. right side. Yeah. So if you sleep on your left side, uh, you will have like less uh, like acid reflux yeah. and, and stuff and giant genitals. Giant genitals. <laughs> Huge genitals. That, uh, that that I guess there's more benefits for you to sleep on your left side than it would be to sleep on your your. Right side. I do. Again, I yeah. sleep with the sleep number bed, the adjustable. I have it, which I thank God for. I sleep a la hospital style on my back with the with it raised. My you know, um, and, and that that is a home run for me. I love it. Yeah. I um so I've been having like some shoulder issues for the last couple of weeks. So and normally I like to sleep on my left side. I can't do it. So I have been, if I want to actually get some sort of decent, I have to sleep on my back, which I hate. Press the same right. thing as you. Like I start like. You're both stomach sleepers? Yeah, stomach left. Yeah. Yeah, do you wake yourself up? Yeah. You probably have apnea. I'm sure oh, no, I definitely do. You did uh, do a sleep study, and they, they didn't you rub one out prior to it? Wasn't that the... Well, that's right. I mean, you yeah, I remember to. you telling you, you, this. Yeah, story. I needed to do everything. I get it. Your routine. normal routine. They tell you your normal routine. Yeah. So, yeah. And you so I stood on top of my bed. <laughs> rub one out. Yeah. Yeah. You guys do it that yeah. way, right? While singing Ave Maria into a Dixie cup. You're Put on your mom's, mom's panties. <laughs> Right? Yep. By the way, I... And then you took a crap in your sock drawer. Last time we talked about uh, sleep studies, and I said that, you know, I uh, before I could get another... Like, I wanted to get one of those um, uh, oral devices to that, that, that will help your apnea. Uh, and I said, I didn't want to do another sleep study, and, and I have to. But many people either emailed or texted and said that the sleep studies now, because I did mine probably... I don't know, eight, ten years ago, something yeah, like that. It's pretty loud. But they have since changed, and you can do them at home yeah. now really? yes. without as an elaborate of a setup because my head and face and yeah. uh-huh. I was wired, and I don't know how you're the not, hell I fell asleep with all that crap on my there's face. There's no way in hell you're sleeping normally yeah. to get a proper reading while doing a sleep study. Tell right? me, do you have sleep issues? Yeah. I do. You've got the mask on. But, I um, toss and turn all night long. What does it sound like when you snore? Uh, my sleep number is zero. Uh, so apparently, it's it's much easier uh, to get the sleep study. It's not as intrusive. You know, I, I don't think you have to go somewhere, or maybe you do in some. I remember, instances, like multiple. You, you described. I think was it you or maybe Casey. M- many sensors hooked up, oh my and all God, this oh, yeah. sort of stuff is crazy. Yeah, and like so, you know, if you kind of like to turn, uh, even like before you sleep, because I'll like lay down on one side, and then when I'm getting really like sleepy, I'll 
turn to another side. And you're right, doing right. that with all these wires on and stuff. Yeah. But, Press, um, on this offshoot of that nasal thing, I, I've seen more and more, uh, at, like, um, uh, drugstores and recently at Lowe's, the uh, the self-oxygen mask thingies are coming back. You guys yeah, remember I've seen those. Uh, yeah, we no, used to have them here. You're talking right. about the canister? Like the canister. Right. Oxygen canisters are coming back. And yeah, like almost like a, like a spray paint can that yeah. size. But you can't, huh. you can't wear that. All no. night, right? No. It's like a sh- you take a shot. No, but I hit. hadn't seen them in like forever and ever. And then now, like the, in, over the last week, I've seen them in like three different stores. Okay, bizarre. Yeah, I don't know if they're making a comeback or what. But anyhow, um, all right. Um, one more thing, or one more thing to notice. One more thing. One less bell to answer. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I wanted to mention this. So after trolling it for years for its speed and making memes on it, uh, Netsians. Uh, are finding it hard to part ways with the oldest browser, the Internet Explorer, as its journey finally comes to an end. It is today. They're, they're wrapping up Internet Explorer. I remember using that for ages. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I, I remember back huh. when you, it, what what browser are you using? And, and there'd be Netscape. Yeah. I, use that, I use that here. Um, Internet Explorer still? Yeah, on, on my uh, my computer up here, it's, you know, I call it the Vox Pro computer. Yeah. But I have Internet Explorer, and if I hit that little button, it comes up. But I have this option to switch to Microsoft Edge. Is that uh, is that the is that where we're headed so right now? I use um, Safari. I use Brave, and I use Chrome. Brave. Brave is the one that really scopes out, um, gets rid of ads like crazy. Huh. Someone had recommended it to me, and it just, it, it's insane. If you visit a site in the, at least with me, when I visited in the Brave browser, stuff loads so freaking okay. fast. Uh, by the way, Casey, this is, uh, it's wrapping up tomorrow. No crap. Okay. June 15th. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, they're, they're pulling the plug on the surface. All right, well, surface. then I'm downloading this. Uh, I hope I didn't. Download any viruses into this thing. You're uh, doing it right now? Doing yeah, it right just now. go to okay. knockedupandmilky.com. Uh, Internet Explorer was released by Microsoft as an add-on to Windows 95 operating system in 1995, and 90s users spent most of their childhood surfing the Internet on their desktops thanks to this browser. <laughs> God. Uh, it couldn't keep up with the technology and has been used to download Firefox and Google Chrome um, and so Safari is what I mainly use now. Safari is the default on, on, a, on a Mac. Um, so between, you know, um, between them, I'll, I'll, I'll use them all for different things. Like when I'm going on um, sites that are just blasted with ads, I use the Brave browser. Okay. Which is very similar to um, to Chrome. Yeah. Uh, so now that it's being discontinued for good because of declining user base in the past several years. And it's, it's weird to think about that. Internet browsers. Uh, netizens don't seem ready to say goodbye just yet. That people are being uh, sentimental about it. Well, you get used to your 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 you know your deal. Yeah. So you get comfortable with it. Yeah, sounds like Paul McCartney. Uh, yeah. Hang on a second. Mike wants to comment on Brave. Hey, Mike. Good morning. Gadzooks. Gadzooks, buddy. What's up? Hey guys. Yeah. So Steve, how much do you love Brave? Uh, it's Isn't it awesome. It's awesome. And you know, on very difficult sites, that honestly. That I uh, st- and I, I like Google Chrome as well, but but Brave I think is the best at just shearing off that crap. Sites that I had stopped visiting, Mike, you know, for like show prep or whatever. Um, I use it now exclusively, and it gets me right through it quickly. And um, obviously, you like it as well. Yeah, I've been using it about a year now, and uh, it's great. And then when they introduced their own browser too, it was a game changer, man. Because 
You could check and see, like in the top right corner, there's the Brave Shield. Yeah. You could check and see just how many, like just how many ads and like spam things are blocked. Are being and blocked. It, it, yeah. It's truly, yeah, man. And okay. so, like, Safari, right, so did, he, did he mean there. it's got his own uh, search engine? Yes. Okay. Yeah, they have right. their own search engine and their own browser. Yeah. So okay. they are basically like two in one, right? Yeah. Right. You got stuff like what is it? Uh, DuckDuckGo, which claims to be private. Yeah. They actually, but they actually use Google a lot for their searches. Like the same pictures will come up. Well, you know, Mike, what happens is you'll go to a site and it takes forever to load, and that's the frustrating. But I don't care. Right. You know, if if the, if the ads loaded fast, that'd be fine, and we right. just got through it, and you can right. advance a page. But I can't stand when it stops, and then this full-page ad pops up, and you just want to get to the information. I mean, like, I go to the Daily Mail a lot, which is, uh, you know, a, 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 like a, a news aggregator, and it takes forever. On Brave, it just flies right through. The other thing is, too, man... YouTube, watch YouTube on Brave. There are no ads. Okay. Oh, that's yeah. really awesome. At all. all right. Ooh. Love it. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. So that's Brave. Brave. I'm going to, mm-hmm. because I, I go on a lot of those aggregator sites for the bizarre file and, and show prep, and I'm going to get that Don't right you away. hate where you, you click on it? And it starts to move, and then and then it pauses for a second, and then a big shot of a oh, yeah. of a pastoral yeah. scene pops up with an old man talking it. to you about the new erectile dysfunction drug. Well, two usually things. that's when Kathy hears me curse. The <laughs> that's what I'm getting pissed off about. Uh, uh, Casey Edge is the replacement for Internet Explorer. So what you have on that computer over there is is what Internet Explorer used to be. And Steve, when you send me links for uh, the Daily Mail, half the time I don't open them because I open them on Chrome. And it's not worth it. It, yep. it takes so damn long. And so it's it could be something that's really interesting that I want to see. Yeah. But I can't stand that website anymore because of the number of pop-ups. And I hate the Daily Mail. Yeah, it's awful. And even the ads in between, like it's two sentences. Terrible. You read two sentences. I can't do and it. And then it's a whole slew oh my of God. ads. Two Kat, more sentences. Kathy, when it cuts the page in half mm. with the top ad. So annoying. And you can't scroll Again, so so again, uh, if you want a little bit of freedom from that, mm. Brave is certainly an option. All right, Chrome does it as well. But of of all of them, the one that I find the most effective, Brave. Okay. Now, mind you, I click on the ads and I purchase things. <laughs> right. So sure. That's just, a problem, Gabby. The ad says free shipping. <laughs> yeah. You're in. I'm no, it's buy a it nice just to dress. buy it. It's a nice dress. <laughs> Looks pretty. All right, that's all the noticing. That's We're done it. here. That's all, we get. that's all. That's all to see. Move I'm along, folks. Bigger lips. <laughs> yeah. I ordered your lip plumping. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Oh, we got to do that. All right, uh, I want to take a break because we got some bizarre file stories to share with you, and we want to make sure that you are here for that. So stay put. We'll be back in just a moment. Hang in there, friend. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR. Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Well, it's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you'll need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, we got some B-File to do. Here we go. WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Files. All right, it's brought to you this morning by Pella Windows and Doors. 
take advantage of Pella's summer sale today and get 40% off of installation or three-year interest-free financing for a limited time. Visit PellaPhilly.com. Designed for today and whatever comes next. We'll start with a follow-up story. I've mentioned this a few times, uh, but uh, Nancy Crapton... Crapton. (laughs) Nancy Crampton. I love the first one. Brophy, uh, convicted May 25th for killing her husband at the Oregon Culinary Institute in 2018, was sentenced to life in prison on Monday. Mm. Brophy will be considered for parole after 25 years. She's a romance novelist who once wrote a blog titled How to Murder Your Husband. Well, there you go. That blog was not allowed into evidence during the trial. Uh, The sentencing included impact statements from Daniel Brophy's family members and a former Oregon Culinary Institute student. Uh, Crampton Brophy did not make a statement before the sentencing was imposed. It is kind of amazing, and I don't understand the specifics, but when you write an article, basically, on how to kill your husband and then you're accused of it, that seems pertinent. Yep. Uh, Crampton Brophy took the stand in her own defense during the trial that lasted seven weeks. Though her defense attorney laid out the case that the prosecution had only circumstantial evidence to tie her to the killing, the jury found that the evidence connected her to the murder beyond a reasonable doubt. So she is going to jail for life on that. A wanted man climbed through a beauty salon's ceiling crawl space Saturday and dropped down shirtless into an ongoing church service in an effort to avoid arrest. It's a sign from God. Uh Deputies were called to a shopping complex Saturday evening for a wanted person. The emergency communication center had received a tip that Troy Longwell was at a beauty shop in the complex and had active warrants. The tip also indicated Longwell would run and hide. So deputies confirmed Longwell was wanted in four different jurisdictions and deputies surrounded the shopping complex. The business owner consented for deputies to check the beauty salon and the hide-and-seek began where deputies quickly discovered a ceiling tile out of place <laughs> and a human leg in the crawl space of the ceiling. Uh, commands commands were given uh, to surrender, but the leg disappeared in the crawl space toward a connected business. Deputies rushed into the church, occupying the next suite with a service uh, in progress. Longwell, shirtless and out of breath, was detained in the sanctuary in the middle of the service. The investigation revealed Longwell had climbed into the ceiling. When Praise de- Jesus! Deputies arrived at the business. Uh, he crawled through the ceiling and dropped into a room behind the sanctuary next door before walking into the active service. Additionally, a suspected controlled substance was found where he entered the ceiling. He I've was, come from heaven with a message from God. Uh, Longwell was served seven active warrants <laughs> when they got him. You know what the Bible says. Yeah. Uh, it was a devastating rumor that plagued one of the world's most celebrated alpinists for decades that he had left his less experienced brother to die on the mountainside in a selfish bid to reach the summit of Nanga Parbat in Pakistan back in 1970. While Italian Reinhold, uh, well, I'm sorry, Italian Reinhold Mesner, 77 years old, had always insisted his sibling was swept away by an avalanche during their descent from the 26,000-foot peak known today as Killer Mountain, an air of suspicion followed him throughout his career. Much of the controversy came after two climbers who were on the same expedition, Hans Saylor and Max von Keinlein, uh, both wrote books in the early 2000s which accused Reinhold of abandoning his brother, Gunther, after he became delirious and consumed by frostbite. So this guy's lived with these accusations for decades. Yeah, so, but the father of four now appears to have been vindicated once and for all after the boot 
of his tragic brother emerged from a glacier last week some 52 years Whoa. later. So the boots stuck up for him, right? Yep, the discovery... I'd just like a few words, please. Um, <laughs> he is not guilty. In fact, he did everything he could to find the rest of me. Uh, the discovery of the leather footwear was made by locals at the foot of the mountain. Uh, and precisely it was where Reinhold had claimed that his brother was swept to his death. Uh, bones belonging to Gunther, who was 23 when he died, were found in the same area back in 2005, along with his other boot, which still had remnants uh, remains of the foot inside. Jeez. Reynolds smuggled the bones and boot in four rucksacks out of Pakistan before having the big toe tested for DNA in Austria, which confirmed they belonged to his brother. The footwear is instantly identifiable by uh, belonging to Gunther as they were custom-made for him. And he said, this is further proof that I did not abandon Gunther. People uh, said that I left him to die, sacrificing him for my own ambition. I am at peace with myself, even if the accident changed my life. See, a lot of people balked at the concept of all those big toe testing facilities they have now. Right, yeah. right. and now look Saved what happens. Life. Now uh, what? The mountain yeah. never lies, he said, and there is the, uh, and if there was still the need, the discovery of this boot definitively establishes the truth of my brother's death. Uh, Reinhold almost died himself when he climbed down uh, from Nanga Parbat back in, in 1970, becoming lost for six days uh, before losing several toes to frostbite. Oh, it's a wonderful thing. He penned a book in 2003 titled The Naked Mountain, in which he recalled how his brother became stuck by altitude sickness, struck by altitude sickness before he became separated. And he claimed he desperately tried to find his siblings. So it's yeah. known as Killer Mountain? Yeah. The deadliest mountain, Nick, I believe, is it still... Kate? My, I don't know. I thought it was Everest. Just be uh, like, well, I, uh, uh, deadly Washington. has to do with um, number of people who make it to the summit versus number of people who die. Right. Yeah. So is, uh, it, is it Everest? It, it, per capita, it might be Everest, but like Mount Washington in New Hampshire, it's probably it's really deadly, and but it's also really accessible. Yeah. And so more people will and try will it. Try that one. Hmm. All right, and then one last story. Uh, this is under the title of Why Did This Internet User Pick Up a Lethal Animal? And apparently there are a couple examples of this, but this one is about a guy named Alex Reed, too, a popular TikTok user, nearly a million followers. He recently posted a video of himself prodding, picking up, and licking a strikingly colored blue jellyfish that lay on the beach. In the video, he says, look, guys, jellyfish is still here. I'm going to go get it. And this is how it appears. Yes, it is a jellyfish. And look at how big it is. It's still in motion. I'm going to lick it. Alexa, a makeup artist and self-proclaimed CEO of Eating Bugs, has no idea that his new jellyfish friend is a Portuguese man of war, or a blue bottle, as they call it. One of the ocean's most dangerous creatures. Portuguese man of wars are uh, siphonophores, which are not a single animal, but a colony of organisms that work together and are closely related to jellyfish. Uh, these floating terrors frequent uh, Australia's beaches and are responsible for up to 10,000 stings to humans per year, and they leave uh, nasty welts, and they have an intensely painful sting. But this guy picks it up, and he actually licks it. But he licked the top of it. He didn't lick the tentacles. Which would have oh my God. been unbelievable. Uh, years ago, when we were on a cruise, we looked over the side. This was down in Bermuda. And Preston, the, the bell, the top of the Portuguese man of war, was like six, seven feet it was huge. Oh they get that big? Yeah, they get that big. I didn't know the Portuguese yeah. man of war. Yeah, so wow. they were enormous, and the tentacles can go down like, yeah. like 60, 70 feet. Really far. Yeah. So. All right, there you go. That's what I have in the Bizarre File for you. Hey, by the way, uh, we have a new Daily Rush video that's up and running, if you would like to see it. It's called <laughs> Suck That Burrito. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
And it says uh, when you put a big, fat, sloppy burrito in your mouth, you got to suck the juices out. Otherwise, it'll burst all over your face and chest. It's true. It's true. Uh, so if you want to get a first look at these videos, uh, the Daily Rush videos, just follow us on Instagram. We'll send them to you. All right? It's that simple. Sponsored by Xfinity's Gig Speed Internet. You can learn more at Xfinity.com. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back in a moment. Don't forget, Glenn Howerton, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, joining us around 9 o'clock. We'll be right back. Hey, friends, did you receive our Camp Out for Hunger save the date? I mean, we made a big announcement, and then we put it right there on the website for you. Well, just in case you missed it, Preston and Steve's 25th Camp Out for Hunger is set November 7th through the 11th, 2022. And hey, it's never too early to start collecting. You can find the list of Phil Abundance's most requested items, plus all of the outrageous photo galleries and videos of our guests from over the years at WMMR.com slash campout. We're going to get our buddy Glenn Howerton from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia on in a little bit. And they're doing Always Sunny live Saturday, September 18th at the Met in uh, Philadelphia. So we'll talk to him in a bit. Uh, Kathy, I have an easy way for you to make $2,000. Oh, okay. <laughs> Two right. grand. Right, Imagine this. There's a, a pest control company called the Pest Informer. And they are offering $2,000 to families willing to let them unleash 100 cockroaches into oh, their homes. Oh, my God. No. No way. No way. They saw this pop up. No. Uh, yeah. They are conducting a study to try and help them find the newest ways to oh get rid of cockroaches. God. Never. It's an easy way never. to get rid of Kathy. <laughs> uh-huh. would, e- would any of you ever do that? Not Ever. Okay. <laughs> Not ever. $2,000. Okay. If my financial situation was uh, a little more dour, I might consider that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, two grand. Yeah. You I kidding live- me? No. <laughs> no, I know. Okay. I, what if, if they had some kind of guarantee that they would eradicate them completely? Okay. Okay. Then that's possible. But right now, from what, what the article suggests and what you said... Um, is that they're trying out different methods? Yeah, they're trying new ways. They, they right. want to try out. They want to find the newest ways. To what get if rid they of don't work? There's always, uh, you know, st- standard tried and true ways. They're probably looking for ways that might be more efficient or more right. cost effective or something like that. They'd I, be pet I friendly. Ass- I would assume that they could get rid of them if they if you really need to. Assume. So, right. What if the cockroaches are paying them off? Yeah. I mean, right, so here's the deal. You're going to say you have a way of eradicating it, and then you put us in different homes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Right, hear me out on this. Yeah. Hear me out. <laughs> $2,000 is not enough for this. You know, like what you should do is offer way more money so that you can maybe go on vacation while they're doing this thing and not be in the house. I think what they're probably looking for is a real world scenario. Uh-huh. Uh, cockroaches are so uh, pernicious and so. Uh, now, I fortunately have had maybe one or two. Two incidents in my life where there were, you know, it became a little bit of an issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, for the most part, um, you know, when, when people have had and, and nightmare stories of, you know, they go and turn on the kitchen light and they all oh my scatter, God, sca- oh, I would burn God. the house yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. Got yeah. I, uh, I'd be all right with it. It's fine. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, cockroaches. Uh, it's two fine. Grand? Yeah, yeah, two grand, I do it. Um, but uh, I'll tell you what gets me. And, and we've talked about them before. They're called uh, thousand leggers or house centipedes. Um, I, I hate these things. And I vented about how much I hate them on, on the air a couple they're of times. They're horrible. And they're However, fast. They are. They're super fast. But I've heard, Steve, that they actually serve a benefit and they get rid of 
of like some other pests that can do a little bit of damage to your house. All right, so I, if you I, can I, find I, me valid information on that, yeah. Well, an, an, I, I, an I, entomologist I, emailed me and said they're actually not the worst bugs on the planet for that very reason. And I was that's like, that's no, faint praise. I still hate them. Yeah. I, I don't want them in my house at all. They scare the bejesus out of me. Oh, this thing By up here way, on the screen. By the way, Steve, reading on some facts yeah. about this that Nick pulled up, they, they can run, they scurry up walls and ceilings or any surface that speeds up to 24 miles per hour. Yeah, it's unbelievable. You know these freaking... <laughs> I always heard that these were called, and they're not, but I've heard these referred to as silverfish. And they're not. They're, they're not. not. I thought the same thing. Right. I thought those were silverfish, but these things, are, they, they, they have so many legs, it almost looks like hairs. Yes. Uh, going I remember their bodies. seeing, I think it was this bug in my... Uh, Kitty litter box one time, and it's hey, I'm at the beach. It skeeved me out, man. It scared me. He's got a little lawn chair, little uh-huh. cocktail. Wait for the fudgy wudgy bar guy to come. Little umbrella. Yeah, it's awesome. Thank you for putting that little beach ring. Uh, as you look at this thing, Casey, where's the head on this thing? Oh, we have it. Where the antenna the right. are? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the main. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, I yeah, I I remember living in less than stellar apartment situations <sighs> and and finding roaches and uh, yeah, that being just a little so, slice of. You ever have one in, like in the bed or running on the ceiling over your bed? No, not that. So so uh, when you there's always a liability if you live if you have an apartment above a restaurant or anywhere where there's food or stuff yeah. moving in and out. Uh, fortunately, we we did. We lived sort of adjacent. Uh, we were above a, 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 a row of businesses. Never had that issue, but a friend of mine in, you know, Northport, Long Island, uh, Kathy, yeah. so he lived above a restaurant and oh. constantly, constantly he was besieged by cockroaches. Disgusting. Um, this is a little bit different, but I got to tell you guys the story. Um, my uh, aunt and uncle have a house uh, in New Mexico, and she woke up one morning, and her whole one side was completely numb, and she looked over, and there was a scorpion in the bed. Oh, oh my God. God. I hate scorpions. She get really her. drunk. Stung her, and she her whole the whole side of her body was numb from it. Whole side of her yeah. body. Yeah. Yikes, dude, Steve. So you and I love that, and I haven't watched it in a long time. But the, like that Hawaii house hunting, love it shows. Um, love it. One of the things that that you don't find out about if you have this fantasy of living in Hawaii is they have some pretty nasty <laughs> bugs. Those giant centipedes. Those suckers are scary oh as Oh, my God. And they're like, they're just running around your yard. They'll get in your house and stuff. They'll get in your head. Yeah. They'll burrow through your skull. Um, Preston, so what's the difference? You're down in Florida a fair amount. Uh, um, mm. Between a regular standard cockroach and a palmetto bug. Palmetto bugs, yeah. Well, uh, I haven't seen that many fly? of those. They're bigger. I think they can fly. I think they're a little bit bigger, um, Steve. And they... Uh, yeah, I'd have to see a picture one to remind me. Nick, see if you can look up uh, palmetto bugs because those are fairly common. And I lived in. Um, Does your mom deal with cockroach issues? The a lot? Carolinas? No, not okay. really. Actually, lizards, they're running around yeah. everywhere. And I don't mind that at all. Hang on, we have a caller about palmetto bugs, actually. We have Michelle online. Hey, Michelle, good morning. Good morning. It's Lily. It's what? Michelle Lilly. Michelle Lilly. The house cleaning lady? Oh, okay. Oh, my God. That Michelle. We just, uh, yeah, we we had a lengthy conversation with you the other day. Yes, last week or the week before. Okay, Steve, I hope you got my card. I sent Steve. Is that you that sent the Batman card? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you so much. He's right here. He's looking right in front of me. Yes. Thank you so much. It was very sweet. Oh, great, great. So anyway, I used to live in Miami when I was uh, 18, uh, 22, 
And, I mean, I ran an apartment, and there'd be roaches all in the, the cabinets all the time, and you couldn't get rid of them. And then there'd be palmetto bugs, and then I moved to Coral Gables in the house. And one time I was sleeping, and a palmetto bug, I mean, they're like two inches long or more, walked right over my eye. Are they, are they, are they bigger than cockroaches in general? Well, they, what they are down there, they're more red. Like, down here in, like, Philly, they're, like, black. Yeah. Down there, they're more redder. Okay. The roaches, and they're a little smaller, and they're not big as the cockroaches here, but the oh. palmetto bugs, they fly. Okay, so that's the difference. They, they do fly. fly. All right. Okay. So, Michelle, obviously you've done a lot, of, uh, a lot of house cleaning over the years. What's, the, like, the grossest pest you found while cleaning a home? Oh. Never found a, a, a gross pest because I mostly clean big million dollar homes. Oh, okay, which right. you're probably taking care of, right? And even, a, and even the smaller houses, you know, they I never know. I'm I'm clean. I don't clean dirt balls. Yes. <laughs> no. No. All right. Hey, how, so how are you uh, dirt ball? I won't work for you. How the email leads go? Um, I only got I got one because I messed up emailing that Friday. I did right away, and I'm not great at emailing. Yeah. But then I hooked up with Nick, and I got one girl right away. Yeah. And I emailed her everything, and she hasn't even got back to me. But oh. that was about it. Well, you got to make sure your contact information back is correct. Yeah, keep, keep well, in... I know it is because I only have the, my one phone okay. here, and then I have my email. All right. Well, keep in touch with me, okay? Because I got a bunch for you. Nick? Yes, I mean, yeah. Nick, you, guys, I thought you were Dr. Mike. Your voice changed. Yeah, he, he, he actually does a show it. on the weekends, an evening with Dr. Mike, where it's <laughs> it's uh, not Dr. Mike, but you'll believe it is. Don't come to me yeah, for yeah, medical yeah. advice. Well, can I just say one thing, Kathy? Yeah. My third time, donate my hair. I had Jason at David Arnold, the owner. Oh, yeah. That best haircut. My hair is 13 inches long. I only wow. gave 12 because I don't like my next showing. It looks like I have a perm. I have a shaggy perm. <laughs> I've been carrying around this picture from Cosmopolitan since 1978 for the shag that I wear. And he did it. Oh, great. Yes, they are wonderful. David Arnold, you're talking about? Yes. Hang on a second, Michelle. So you have a picture that you got in a Cosmopolitan magazine in 1978, and you've held on to it all this yes, time. I to even sh- brought it there and showed him because the last two times I do- <laughs> donate my hair, the girls never cut it that way. And this is the way you prefer to have it, like. And this is the way I prefer. It. And here's the great thing: I got such good hair, natural, that when I sleep, like I wake up right now. If you saw the curls, you would think like I got a perm overnight. I just wake up and shake my head. You have like a natural perm. Yeah. Nice. Wow. You can just yeah. shake your head. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky, lucky, lucky. But Steve, when did you get the card? Because I was so worried about getting that card to you. Uh, uh, it, it, it came on. I, I think it was. Was it Tuesday or Monday? No, it couldn't. Yeah, it either came this week because I wanted to get Tuesday. I didn't get to the store Wednesday. And what happened? How did you like the um, confetti? Uh, I, I love the confetti. I was able to keep it in the card. Uh, <laughs> I, mean, and I everything really was good. openly care, but I was doing this in my truck. I actually went to the post office, just and after I closed it with the scratch-off, I said, damn, I forgot to put the confetti in. I opened it up and put it back in. Oh, no, wow. it's all, it was perfect. I couldn't ask for a better card, so thank you for taking it. It's it's a classic Batman, so I really appreciate it. And I love blueberry, and that bread pudding sounds awesome. It's all gone now. (laughs) Next year, you'll have to have a piece. Hey, Michelle, do you cook? Is anything? Yeah, yeah, I cook everything homemade. Um, Last night, I made stuffed chicken, cordon bleu thighs. I don't use. Chicken. I don't use canned broth. I make my own broth. Okay. Oh, wow. All right. Nice. And you guys are talking about 
you forgot coleslaw. <laughs> coleslaw. Do you consider coleslaw a salad? No, it's uh, like its own thing. Well, that goes with macaroni and potato. It does. It's one of those standard things because we had, a, if those of you who weren't t- tuning in with this yesterday, we were ranking salads at their best. And that will go hand in hand with most things at a, at a, at a picnic or a barbecue. Right. But I wouldn't call it a salad. Well, well I guess it's, it is. It's, it's called, well, it's coastal. We were eating all weekend because I made a rib roast. I, ro- I roasted a rib roast on our rotisserie. Mm. Oh. A rotisserie? I will tell you this. Uh, I, I I think I think Casey's right in that coleslaw. I consider a thing unto itself, and it's not its so much a salad. Yeah, it's almost it's like a condiment. Yeah. Okay. Here's one other thing, Kathy: cucumber salad with sour cream. I make cucumber salad mm. on the weekend. Sour cream because we stayed home for once in two months. Why just on the weekend? Why not during the week? Well, I do it during the week, but I was home this weekend. And I have oh. to get a cucumber. Okay. okay. So sure. I have to plan. I'm, I'm fanatic about cooking. Like yesterday, I had him. I had mashed potatoes left over. I made fried potato cakes. Here's a new one. Lackeys, right? Yeah. Is that what you call them? Sounds like great. Lackeys. Right in a frying pan with leftover fat from the chicken. Oh, see, we're hearing all this nice. great food, and we we need to get some more sample. I mean, you. Yeah, I'll tell you, I'm a cook. I cook everything. I love it. I I I, I go crazy. It's like a drug for me. Have you ever yeah. been hired as a cook at a house that yeah, you were? I, when I called you last time, the lawyers with the the boogie bags. I was um, their housekeeper for 10 years, and I cooked the recipes out of Bon Appetit, food oh. and wine. So wow. I would prepare three meals in between cooking. I was there six hours, two days a week. And I would prepare meals so when she came home from being a lawyer, she could uh, just heat it up. Well, you're a hard-working yeah. woman. That you are. Right. And Michelle's looking for work. Yes. Yes. I'm Our, um... for work, and I love taking care of kids and but I don't take them home with me. No. <laughs> okay. All right. Take, you don't take them take home Take the you. cockroaches home. Yeah. Okay, our, our word of the week prize is a dinner for 10 at Nebraska. And yeah. one of these days, I want to have a dinner for 10 with just <laughs> with Her Michelle and, and Gary oh, and, and, and Lou I... and the moth lady. Uh, so that's four. But I would love the moth. Just... Oh, yeah. The moth lady. Yeah, yeah. Is she the one that now has the uh, the accent because of well, a, she lost a head memory. injury yeah. or yeah. lost her yeah. memory? Yeah, that's yep. right. We need to get a few other people on board yeah. for that, that dinner. All right, call you guys rock. You're the best. Love talking to you. I'll try not to call in any time. No, no, you're always no, welcome, Michelle. We love you. Call no, Michelle, you call when you and want. We'll, we'll talk right. soon. I, right, and I set my alarm. I, I was up at 4.30 with my husband every day, and I tried to go back, and I made sure I woke up at 6 to hear because I never heard Steve about the court. Oh, no. well, there you go. We appreciate it. All right, well, thank you, Michelle. Nice to talk and to happy you. To you, um, I saw I saw someone said it to you, Preston named Rochelle, and he wrote he wrote oh. Rachel instead of Rochelle. Oh, oh, it happens all the time. Don't worry about yep. it. It's all, all right, good. That's cool because I was Rochelle in the paper at a horseshoe, Devin horseshoe, back when I was a kid. Remember that? Yeah, I was on a horse. You were one of the horses. A wooden horse. They took my picture. Oh, oh, a wooden oh, horse. Okay, wooden horse. And they called you Rochelle. They called me Rochelle instead Bastards. of Michelle. I still have Michelle. the paper of it. Oh. So that's cool, but you guys are cool. I know you got other people talking. You know, we do, but things. but you were great. We'll spend right, time with you. Thank you. Have a great right. day. Right, you too, Michelle. Thank we'll you, you so much All again right, for bye the bye. card. All right, bye bye. Wow. Chuck just said, I want Michelle and Lou to do this show when you guys are on vacation. No, no, more, no more best no stuff. And we'll hand out loads of coleslaw. Coleslaw. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, we were talking about roaches and bugs, we? right? Yeah. Where we were. Yes. There's apparently this uh, pest company uh, called Pest Informer. They're conducting a study. 
try and help them find uh, the newest ways to get rid of cockroaches. And they're offering, listen to this, $2,000 to families willing to let them unleash 100 cockroaches into their home. They're looking for five to seven household owners with uh, for the experiment, and it'll last about 30 days. 30 days. Nope. You have to be in the continental U.S., and you must not try any additional cockroach treatments during the duration of the study. They said that the uh, all-tested cockroach treatments will be family and pet safe. Uh, no, yes, so that's not. that's actually interesting. But the question also, to Casey's point, I think you might have brought out a case, can you leave for like two weeks? Uh, do, in other words, yeah. do they want an actual practical want you there. living there? Yeah. Um, hang on. I know we got to no. wrap up, but let me let me go to Kathy real quick here. Hey, Kathy, good morning. Hi, Kathy. You're on the air. She's hiring Michelle. I guess so. Mm-hmm. All right. So anyway, she was talking about a centipede who bit a woman on the bus in Hawaii who started bleeding. Oh, my God. One of those freaking centipedes. Oh, my God. Um, they suck. Uh, hang on. Let me. All right. Tracy uh, was an exterminator. So she's got a story. Okay. Or he, I'm not sure. Tracy, good morning. Good morning. Hi, Tracy. So you worked as an exterminator? I did. I was working as an exterminator in like downtown Wilmington, Delaware. Yeah. And you had some horrific uh, encounter. Oh, it's like the worst cockroach encounter. Anyway, so I was at a elderly woman's um, townhome, and she had told me that she wanted us to go downstairs and take care of a few things. She said she hadn't been down there for a while. Um, she was a bit of a hoarder, so I, you know, there's a lot of stuff everywhere. Right. So I went went downstairs in the basement, started doing my normal, you know, looking around, and I kept hearing what I thought was water dripping, water running. Um, so I thought maybe she had a leak. So I went around with the flashlight looking for the leak. And I come across the wash and dryer where they kind of connect. And from the ceiling down, I shine my flashlight up there. And there were so many cockroaches that that was the sound that of them running on each other. The sound of the running water. Was oh, actually it sounded like running water. There yeah, were so many yeah. of Oh my yeah, God. It, it was like it's dripping. You know, it, it was it was the freakiest damn thing I've ever seen. Tracy, give, give us an estimate of if you can even guess how many cockroaches you were looking at. Well, if you can imagine, like the pipes that come down, like waterline pipes. Yeah. I don't know how big they are. What about four inches? So there was enough of them to cover the top of this pipe, and were like dropping down from it. So there was hundreds of wow. cockroaches. That sounds lady- like your dream basement, Kathy. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Messed up. The poor lady, I went upstairs and I told her, I'm like, um, you know, I think you have a cockroach problem down there. And she's like, oh, no, I don't I don't have any cockroaches. And I'm, like, looking around. I just, like, picked up a few things, like, around when I'm, like, leaving the place. <laughs> Jeez. Wow. It's horrible. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thanks, Tracy. I, I appreciate it. Wow. That would have been right. Easy, easy uh, two grand. Yeah. You just want to let 100 cockroaches run around your house, <laughs> and uh, you can get that. So, uh, Not going to happen. Touch with uh, Pest Informer. All right, we have to take a break. I know because we have uh, Glenn Howerton, who's coming up next from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Dennis. Uh, so we'll come back. We will chat with him in a moment or two, and uh, a few other things to get to. Stay there. We'll be back in a moment. Hey, gang, time's running out to sign up for the I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive. It's happening on the 24th at two convenient locations. The Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks. And the Event Center inside Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia. All donors get the newest Preston and Steve t-shirt and on-site refreshments, including Everfresh Juice. Plus a reusable tote bag from our friends at Window Nation. And for the first time, we'll be doing our show live from Oaks. While Brent, Jackie, and Sarah will check in live from 
Live Casino. As for Pierre, he'll be somewhere, we're sure. Oh, dear. The I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive, benefiting the American Red Cross. Make your appointment at WMMR.com now. Sponsored by Recovery Centers of America. For addiction and mental health treatment, call 1-800-RECOVERY. From 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. Uh, we're still on standby right now? Yeah, just waiting to hear from okay. Glenn. I mean, I've heard from him. He's just running like a minute behind, so okay. he should be ready to go very soon. Well, hang in there. You guys give me the sign when he's uh, up and uh, ready to go. But in, in the meantime, we do have something that we can cover. Casey yeah. and uh, Marissa had a uh, charity event yesterday. It sounded like a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. And it sounds like it went really, really well, too. Mm-hmm. Case, what was the uh, what was the story? What were you guys doing? So Marissa and I had uh, played in a charity flag football softball game. And this is Marissa's uh, probably second or third year that she's played in it. Uh, it's for, for NRG. So it's and, two, uh, two separate games where you weren't playing football and softball at the same time. No, 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 no. There were two separate. Uh, I don't even know what you, you mean by that. You said, you you said, said fo- football softball game. Did I say football? Oh, yeah, my God. you did. Uh, <laughs> I was a little confused by that. Yeah. Uh, sorry. I was. Uh, flag I, got football? Distra- I, I distracted. Flag football. Okay. We played a flag football game. What the hell am I talking he about? You did say that, right? Football, softball. He did. I heard softball. Okay. Yes. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. So, my yeah. bad. My bad. So, uh, <laughs> Marissa played in the uh, like the last couple of years. This was my first year. I saw Marissa, like, footage from her playing a couple of. Uh, Years ago, and I mean, they play at like the Eagles practice facility. That's so cool. Yeah. So yeah. they, um, you know, they, it was either going to be at the link or in the Novacare complex inside the bubble. So I was invited. Dave and, uh, from NRG invited me out to play this year. Uh, and there were four teams, and each team played for their own charity. And uh, we were on the Phil Abundance team. So um, we were on the Phil Abundance team, and you play one game. Uh, they, the other two teams play another game, and then the winner of those games play against each other in the championship, and we won the championship. You won yeah. the championship. We won the championship. Dude. Yes. That's oh, awesome. Wow. So, Congratulations. Yeah. So, well, as a result, Phil Abundance ended up getting the, uh, I think, an $11,000 check. We won all that money for Phil Abundance, which was really, really great. That's excellent. Uh, Marissa had an interception. She kicked ass. Oh. Uh, Jervis, by the way, says hi. Jervis, Jervis. from a Survivor. Jervis from Survivor. Sur- year one. Yeah, so. Uh, I, uh, you must have been freaking out when Marissa made an interception, dude. That itty-bitty thing over there catching a ball and running back. Well, it was huge because we had, I guess, just lost possession ourselves. And that was, I believe, Marissa in the championship game. So right. uh, it was really, really important. It was a, it was a pivotal moment in our quest to win the championship. And uh, and so, yeah, and, it, you know, this ball just sort of, like, ended up, like, bouncing, careening off of somebody else, and it, like, ended up in her arms. And nice. she intercepted the ball, and, you know, we ended up taking the whole thing, man. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. That's huge, Grant dude. is nothing to sneeze at. Yeah. No, not, not at all. All right, well, we can cover some more of this later. Yeah, sure, if there sure, are, sure. There are other details we need to hit. Yeah, Because uh, our guest is ready to go. Yeah. And we're excited about this. And if you're good, if you're good, you might have a chance to win some tickets to this uh-huh. event. Time to get to this interview, uh, to the end of it anyhow. So we we made the announcement yesterday, Sunday, September 18th at the Met will be a special Always Sunny podcast live taking place. And we're very excited this morning to have a gentleman that we've talked to on many occasions. We love him to death. Please welcome from It's Always Sunny, Mr. Glenn Howard. Good morning, Glenn. (laughs) Good morning. Nice to see you again, sir. Welcome uh, back uh, to the airways of Philadelphia. Thanks for always having me. Appreciate really? it. Of How course. are you guys? We're good, man. So listen, reading about um, 
you know, you guys coming to town and doing the podcast. Uh, I did have a question about this, uh, about um, how this is going to work in front of a live audience, because I've, I've watched the uh, uh, the videos of the, of the podcast, and it's just, you know, the three of you, uh, Charlie and Rob, uh, and then sometimes a few guests that come along. But in front of a live audience, how is that dynamic going to be a little bit different? Are you going to be... Are you going to be talking to any of the audience members? Or do you have any idea how it's going to play out with the group in front of you? Uh, everything's just going to be bigger. You know, bigger. Just, it's going to make it really broad. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, I, 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 I don't know. I honestly don't know. Um, <laughs> this, these will be our first live podcast shows, so I'm not entirely certain how it's going to go. Well, I, I don't know. There have been a few, um, you know, Kevin Smith has taken his um, show to the stage, and a few other people have, have done it um, with great success. Uh, is there going to be any incorporation? I'm perhaps incorporate some multimedia if you're because you do spend a lot of the time talking about episodes and, and uh, waxing nostalgic and talking about encounters and things that happen. Um, that might be a good opportunity. But you guys, I think it, it'll play, it'll almost play like a theater presentation. I mean, it's 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 kind of a cool thing. Are, are, are there any nerves involved with this? Because you guys are pros, seasoned pros, and but this is something new. Is there a little bit of trepidation, I should say? Oh, nerves. No, 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 uh, no, not at all. I, it, it's um, it's a very na- you know our podcast is such that um, you know we try to keep it very authentic, very natural. We're not we're not really putting on a show. I mean, when you when you watch the podcast and you see us, the three of us talking, the right. four of us talking, because Megan's such a big part of it now too. That's really how we are when we're in a room with each other. It, it I sometimes forget actually when we're doing the podcast that we're doing the <laughs> podcast. It's exactly. The way we are when we're in the same room with each other. But I am excited about the live show because we are <clears> – we do have a couple of uh, pretty big surprises oh, uh, in store okay. for people to come see us live. Yeah. So there there will be some some features, let me say. I'll keep it kind of vague for now. <laughs> that will be uh, a part of the live taping that uh, will be unique to the live shows. I love that. Glenn, I, I guess I realized that the podcast could work because I was a fan of and am a fan of uh, Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey do an office podcast, and it's called The Office Ladies. And basically they just go back and they rewatch episodes that they hadn't seen since the uh, episodes debuted. And so when you guys are doing this with, with Sonny, it's. I, I'm sure that it's new for you guys, even though you've done it, you've been on the screen, you know what the lines are. But, like, looking back on stuff that happened 15, 14, 13 years ago, is it is it surreal? Is it bizarre? Like, how does it hit you? Um, you know, it's a little different for me than I think it is for maybe Rob and Charlie, only because I... I actually I took a step away from the writers room for a couple of years and when I came back I decided to watch all the episodes again just to remind myself of all the mythology. So I'm actually watching it back through for the second time. Hmm. Um but you know I, I I we've always tried to create a show that had tremendous rewatch value so that you could you could discover new things, new jokes, new layers to the episodes that you didn't see the first even two or three times you watched it. Um, you know, and, 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 and I'm still, even though I've seen them before, I, 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 yeah, there are definitely moments that, that surprise me that still catch me that it also just, it's, it's such a, a stark reminder of how different I feel like I was 15 years ago. Um, (laughs) it's, it's a shocking thing. I still find of it (laughs) when you see yourself, we hear ourselves like we, well, we played audio from the first time we, um, Uh appeared on WMMR when the morning show kicked in. I know exactly what you're talking about. And it's like, who is that Sound person? Totally who are we? <laughs> yep. 
Yeah, yeah. You 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 look. All of a sudden, you also realize how much you've aged. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's great to watch me. You know, it's like watching us do jokes that I wouldn't even necessarily make now, and not because they're offensive, but because just I, I just my sense of humor has has altered and yes. changed over the years. Um, and yet, I still find those old episodes really funny and fun to watch. Do you guys? Do you find that you have uh, some of you have selective memory that you? I mean, because you've been at it for so long together that you will remember some behind the scenes events that no, I don't remember it that way. Oh yeah, that uh, I feel like that that's happening constantly on the show where where we're, we're talking about something that happened and uh, and and we all three remember it completely differently. <laughs> but one of the things I also love about the podcast that's so fun about it is is that uh, I feel like we I, we barely talk about the episodes at all. <laughs> it's supposed to be a rewatch, but uh, I, I feel like seventy five percent of the time we're just talking about you know how bad each other's parking is or weird <laughs> eating habits or you that's know, true. Like that. yeah, yeah, there there are other things involved with the with the with the episodes that make it a, a lot of fun but it is kind of interesting when you start to think about you know you have this show which is run you know concurrently with your lives and other successes that you've been having as well but it, it's sort of a journal of where you were at a certain point in time i i wonder uh um uh, glenn do you have a um do you have difficulty watching yourself um are you the kind of guy who when you're in a movie uh you know uh, go watch the dailies or whatever or is it something that you sort of demure from how where do you sit with that it depends on the thing. It depends on how I can usually feel it when I'm doing something that I'm like, this is this is good. Yeah, uh, this is working. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, I'm not. <laughs> uh, but like, well, OK, so I'm shooting a movie right now. I'm shooting a movie right now in Ontario and um, it's a it's a drama um, and there are aspects of it that are funny. But um you know, what I've been saying to people that are like, how's it going? I'm like, I, I, I think it's going well, but it's hard for me to say because the usual marker, the markers that I'm used to aren't there. Um, you know, I'm used to if I do something and people are laughing, I'm like, OK, I know it, I know it worked because the primary goal was to be funny. But with this, it's not the primary goal is not to be funny. Um, and so I am finding myself a little bit, you know, kind of floating out there feeling slightly insecure. But yeah, I don't know. I I'm just trusting that the that the director knows what he's doing. But right. um, but no. To answer your question, the short answer to your question is I love watching myself. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I, I appreciate the candor. Oh, Glenn, Glenn, when uh, it's always sunny debuted, I, I I became a fan, and I think all of us in the room were like, oh, this is a cool show that's set in Philly, and then we realized it's a really funny show. It didn't matter where it was said, and, and we became fans of you guys, um, and, and fortunately have been friends with you for a really long time as well. But I didn't realize as a group how talented you all were until the Nightman Cometh uh, performance <laughs> on stage. The live performance to me mm. solidified that these guys actually have skill beyond just being funny on a sitcom. Um, was that up until that point the most daunting thing you'd ever done? Because that took, like, doing that show out in front of an audience on stage to me is different than doing a sitcom. And, and uh, just from a novice perspective, much more challenging. Yeah, well, look, I mean, I, I, I come from theater. Uh, my whole background was theater. Charlie's whole background was theater. Uh, Danny's background is theater. Caitlin's background is theater. I, I don't think Rob did much theater. Um, he did in high school, but, as a matter uh, of fact. The major 
Did he do high school theater? I got to ask him about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. He went to St. Joe's Prep here, and and he did theater. I, yeah, because I knew some people that uh, worked at the high school at the time. Uh, he wasn't like a lead. He was a man of Camelot. He wasn't Lancelot or anything like that. You know. <laughs> right. 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 Yes. Yeah, spe- Spearholder number four. <laughs> he actually didn't even live in Camelot. <laughs> he lived in a town out outside of Camelot. <laughs> right. They would bring him in for one-liners. Um, he. <laughs> No, it was it, it was so it was actually I mean it was um surprisingly comfortable and then and especially and especially because you know we would drink a lot beforehand right um, <laughs> you know just to numb the fear uh, but uh, yeah I, we, we it, I just mostly remember it just being so fun because uh, I mean the first shows we ever did at the Troubadour you know, when people started singing along and, and, and we realized that everyone knew the episode uh, almost as well as we did, all of a sudden it just felt like, um, I, you know, this is, is a little cliche, but it, it felt like we were home. It felt like we were amongst friends. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I I, uh, uh, I really, you know, I had a quote in the announcement that came out uh, yesterday, but uh, it, it really is true that I, I really... I really miss being in the same room as fans of the show. Um, you know, we used to do Comic-Con in San Diego all the time and we'd get in a room of 6,000 fans. And, you know, it's just, it's, it really is electric. It's, it's such a, it's so, it's so gratifying to put your heart and soul into something and work so hard on something to make it really good. And then to have, uh, you know, be surrounded by a bunch of people that, that really appreciate your work. It, it's, and, and it feels like a community. What I think is impressive, and uh, again, I, and I said it earlier, and I've told you many times, in addition to watching uh, It's Always Sunny uh, over and over, and I was a big fan of uh, AP Bio as well, and in general, but I, I love outtakes, I love alternative takes, and I will spend time watching the outtakes every week at some level or another. And, and uh, you appreciate also what ends up in the episode and the writing, and specifically you guys... Uh, the ability to write dumb in a smart way mm-hmm. is what amazes me. Uh, for example, when when Charlie tries to write, uh, you know, a political speech for you, uh, <laughs> or you're explaining to him why humans should not be eating cat food, uh, uh, <laughs> all of these things written in that way, it, it's such a precise level of writing that you, you know, the fact that you guys synergize so well and can pick up on that nuance you know, it's that's why I think the podcast works the way it does. You guys have a second, almost a second track, a a, a second channel mm-hmm. where you're all operating on, and you get it. You get each other instantly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I th- I think with the podcast, especially, you really start to see how our minds work. Um, you know, and 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 how episodes get formulated because it really is a lot of times just all of us hanging out, and and also we have a writers' room, obviously. Um, you know, so they're a big part of it too, but it's this brain trust and, uh, you know, you never know what is, uh, you know, you never know what's going to hit. It's so funny. I mean, Megan was telling a story on the podcast the other day. She was like, you know, that we had left them in the room to like do some stuff because we were, I think we were rewriting an episode, the three of us. And so the writers were all off on their own, like, you know, working on a story and we came back and they pitched this stuff and we're like, ah, it's so broad. That's so, that's too broad. Like that's too wacky. It's too, you know, it did then or whatever. And we went away again and we came back 
And Megan started pitching us a very grounded episode and it all sounded really funny. But then she was like, okay, but wait, there is a part that where, where it gets a little crazy. And I'm, I hesitate to pitch this to you guys, but uh, at cer- at a certain point, you guys replace D with a monkey. <laughs> and she was she was fully expecting us to uh, you know be like, well, that's just insane. How yeah. how? It, but instead, all all three of us, and this is this is this is the thing that you're talking about. All three of us immediately were like. Okay, talk to us about the monkey. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. and, and then eventually, basically, the entire episode became about the monkey. Uh, you know, it, so it's just—it really is fun. Uh, you know, there is a there's a place where our minds meet, where you know, it just we key in on something, and um, you know, we've learned to trust over the years that if we're if all three of us, and and certainly uh, some of our head writers like Megan and and. You know David Hornsby and Rob Roselle, If they're all keyed in on the same thing, then we know we've we know we've hit something. But I mean, you know, that's why dumb stuff like I can't remember. Somebody was telling a story about somebody's cat getting stuck in a wall once, <laughs> and we were like, "Well, that's that's a that's that's going in." So that's I'm, hilarious. I, maybe maybe Glenn, you guys. Got, I'm going to throw this idea to you because here's an idea that Steve has had for a decade or more mm-hmm. that we've never been able to pull off on the show. And I'll just throw it over to you and if you can use it, go ahead and use it. But Steve has always wanted to administer a rectal thermometer that is on the end of a forklift and being able to actually now if you can Ooh, find precision. a way to make that happen precision, show, precision yeah, right. use so, of a forklift to insert a rectal thermometer we now place it in your hands because we can't do it. Well, let yeah. me end, let's see, during the camp out for hunger, we would actually run the heavy equipment. And yeah. I became so good at it because essentially this, the uh, forklift we had was a, 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 a game controller, the X and Y axis. And I was very precise. And uh, so we'd originally pitched this to uh, Bill, you know, the, the program director, as uh, something that we would like to do. Uh, it turns out that's considered rape. So, uh, <laughs> uh, we, <laughs> so we we really have no. Not if there's consent. Yeah, that's true. Right. Yeah, there's consent. I thought you guys were going to um, talk about the guacamole in a corpse mouth. Yeah, that's oh, what I thought yeah. you were going to say. Oh, Preston. At a funeral, at a funeral, and, and have it as their mouth open, and you, yeah. you can dip and get guacamole. Right, yeah. right, 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 right. You're hungry. Right. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let the dead guy, let the dead person be of use one last <laughs> one more time. <laughs> You know, there's there's uh, something, and you you brought it up, and I don't know if you had a chance to watch the um, uh, the Harry Potter reunion, and you you talk about the camaraderie you have and the understanding you have with you you uh, the rest of the cast members, and Preston and I and everyone who watched the Harry Potter thing keyed right in on it. Throughout the years we've been doing this show, we just have experiences that are unique. It's to unique us. to us. Like and- no one has this relationship. We have our we have our our spouses and our friends outside of this, but no one, no one in the world has the shared experience that we do, and we do it every day, and we've been doing it for years and years and years, and it's just something that that uh, that ties us together and always will. Don't you get it from these guys Absolutely. as well? When we see yeah. you, like with the podcast, or when you're together, you can see, we sense that immediately. That's what you have. Yeah, uh, I, I, it's um, and it's a it's something that. Um, you know, you, you can't really understand unless you've had a situation like that, um, you know, but in a way we've been through it together, as I'm sure you guys have, too. Right. You you you, you I'm sure you don't always get along. Um, you know, I'm sure you have creative arguments um, and 
you know, that for us, that only deepens the relationship. It's never, it's never fractured our relationships. We've, it, it, it it's only ever deepened them. Uh, and it's, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's, it's hard to describe, you know, and it, and it is strange because, and you guys can relate to this too, you know, because we've been doing the show in some form or another since 2003, that was when we shot the home movie. Wow. Mm, I mean, we've been doing this for, for almost 19 years <laughs> together in some form or another. Yeah. Um, longer than I've done anything. Ever. Yeah, and it's interesting because when when we sit in this room together, there's this bizarre kind of bubble that happens. It's, yeah. it's our world. There are thousands of people that are a part of this world too. But this this little bubble, we're kind of protected in here, and it's uh it's kind of a sacred little relationship. It's, yeah, it's, it's a neat thing to have. It's you know it's it's very special. Right, and it all culminates in conversations about um, driving forklifts yep. with thermometers <laughs> yeah. uh, right. directly into someone. We don't yes. say everybody can right. get it. Well, but, we, you know, we never lose sight of the art. Right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah, Glenn, there are there are yeah. high points and there, there are, are low points yeah. and, <laughs> and everything in between. I I, uh, I follow you on Instagram, and, and I wanted to ask you about this connection that you have with Kings of Leon and, and Pearl Jam. The night before, I think you're in Philly. You're doing a show. Is it in Louisville? And and those bands are a part of that festival what's going on with that uh well so bourbon and beyond is a it's a, a whiskey and music festival uh in in louisville kentucky and um well so this this goes into we've got another uh announcement on the horizon uh-huh. very very excited about it's going to tie into uh the live shows and the bourbon and beyond festival and, and all that um so uh I, we have we haven't announced it yet so i can't you know i can just tease it but uh you know so there it will make even more sense eventually but uh but yeah no we've been friends with the with the kings for a very long time just mutual fans i mean uh, just love the, I've loved their music for a very long time, and uh, and you know we came to learn that they were big fans of the show. So, you know, I kind of got to know those guys, and we've now been friends for oh God, almost uh, twelve, thirteen years, something like that. That's crazy. But, uh, I love those guys. It's interesting because you know when the show first came out, like it was all right. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. It was something that was ours. It, it belonged yeah. to you know the city of <laughs> Philadelphia and the surrounding areas. And then uh, you know without even realizing. Uh, we had to share this with the rest of the with the rest of the world and you know the rest of the country and and so I had a really interesting um, thing that happened to me a couple of summers ago. I was out uh, touring like Grand Canyon, Zion, Bryce, and we hired a, a tour guide, and it was this guy named Nick who is a Mormon who lives in Southern Utah, and he is a huge fan of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And so and he knows everything. And I told him that uh, I work with the guys that were in the, uh, you know, you know, uh, jabroni, cool word. Uh, what was it? Uh, and Max he, Big Break was Max the name Big of Break. That, that was, yeah. and, but episode, that's yeah. the thing. He knows this show so well that I started describing the episode and he named the title of the episode oh, to nice. me. Like he knows all of that stuff. And I was like, damn, man, we're sharing this. So I wonder if this has had like a nice positive uh, effect on you know how uh, people feel about the city of Philadelphia, all it's one of the few things yeah. you have going for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it Philly gets a bad rap, but then you know, <laughs> then, you know something like this comes out. You got and, the Rocky statue. <laughs> well, right now, so you know, I, well, I don't, I'll t- I'll t- go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I, you know, when I run into people uh, and and they tell me about their experiences in Philly. Um, you know, people are, and I tell them, I'm, I'm not from, I'm like, I'm not from Philly, so you yeah. can say whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> but almost that, 
<laughs> almost everybody to a person is like, man, I, I went to Philly and I didn't know what to expect. But, you know, I loved it. I thought, that, you know, it's an amazing restaurant and all this kind of stuff. You know, I, I've, I've almost never talked to anybody who's had a bad experience in Philly. Uh, people people seem to love it. Yeah, cool. well, so right now, Chad Ochocinco, I don't know if you're a football fan or not, but Chad Ochocinco, for some reason is living in Philadelphia until August. And so he's been all over Twitter uh, for the last couple of weeks, and he's like, I don't know what y'all are talking about. He's like, Philadelphia is awesome. He's like, I'm thinking about moving here. He absolutely loves it here. People don't want to hear that, right? You know, people don't want they They just want to think that Philadelphia is a pit, but it's not, you know? No, it's beautiful. It's a great city. And um, I, 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 you know, to, to talk to your earlier point, I mean, it, that is the most gratifying thing about having worked on the show for this many years and is is hearing people. St- people are constantly more than anything else. People are pe- people constantly tell me stories about how the show brought them together with other friends. Yeah, it was the unifying thing. It was the, it was something that they you know, they met somebody at a party or whatever. And somehow they started talking about an episode of Sunny and they both realized they were huge Sunny fans and then. They became like super close friends, and then, you know, I mean, I've I've had I, I can't tell you the number of people I've 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 heard where it's like that's the re- they, that's the ma- that it's how they met their spouse, <laughs> yeah, you know, um, it's it's a it's a, it's incredible, um, you know, but I've also had people tell me that they watch the show as they're falling asleep at night. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it, there's a balance, yeah. a yin and yang. Uh, I, <laughs> no, I mean, which is kind of good, but yeah. I guess, but. I wanted to ask you because you know you 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 mentioned you're working on a movie right now and and again you're you're it seems to be going well uh, and you're in are you in Canada right now did you say or where are Ontario. you Ontario Ontario okay yeah and I don't know if you guys have been paying attention <gasps> oh my wow. god you got the uh, uh, Glenn just oh took his hat off he has now we either call this the um, what do we call this Casey the Doctor Phil the or the uh, the or dad, the dad from, working. from Mork and Mindy haircut <laughs> uh, sure which is that. the male pattern bald. This Casey made that cut as a Christmas gift to me one time. He got his hair cut like that. It's still contend. It was one of the greatest Christmas gifts I've ever received. What is the story with that, Glenn? Uh, well, <laughs> well, the movie that I'm doing, um, I'm I'm playing a real uh, guy, and the real guy was was bald. So huh? you know, I, I had a conversations. I had a conversation with the hair and makeup people, and I was like, you know, look what what's gonna what's gonna be the What's going to be the easy? What's going to look the best at the end of the day? Uh, putting on a ball cap with a hairpiece <laughs> or me shaving it? And they were like, "You shave out on that one." <laughs> can't say that sorry, one. Sorry, sorry. Sorry. Oh, God. <laughs> Mr. Podcast. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, it's uh, it, it doesn't suit you, so I, I, that's, <laughs> you're, you're good the other way. Uh, yeah. But I'm sure I it's don't gonna, mind it so much. I I, you could sh- no. You when you if you were to shave your head completely, I, the head structure, you're fine. You're good. I think to go. you could go bald. Yeah, yeah no yeah. problem. No problem. Hey, I, I wanted to ask this, Glenn, because I was I was reading. I didn't know this about you, but uh, cycling is a big part uh, of your life, meaning a uh, bicycle. Um, and do you do you travel with your bike? Uh, do you get out and do it that often? Wait a minute. Where did you read about this? It says here, Glenn has posted about cycling, saying that his bike is his motorcycle. A little bit of information. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I am not an avid cyclist. Okay. But, um, you know, look, I live in 
I live in Venice, California. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I, when I'm just, you know, tooling around Venice, I just use my bike. I thought I'm you not, did. I'm, I'm not out there. I'm not one of those guys out there in the tight, tight spandex <laughs> outfit. Okay. Oh, no? Casey does that. Casey will get out and ride 30, 40 miles, 50 miles even. I was going to hook you guys up together and have, have him show you the ropes around here. But Hit the open road, but I guess not. No. Well, he's Glenn is more a three's company cyclist. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm more like, uh, how can I get a how can I get a drink holder that can hold my beer? <laughs> right, and yeah. Stay hold on, riding my bike. Yeah, seems more sane. You can ride with me then. <laughs> hey, when you guys when when you are here for the podcast, you know, I'm assuming maybe Rob will uh, stick around for a day or two, spend some time with family. Uh, are you going to be in and out? Do you know as of now? You know, I- I'm not sure. Um, uh, I, well, I'll see, but um, I'd like to stick around for a little while if, yeah. uh, if uh, you know, if you guys will have me. Well, I'm, sure, we'll have I'm me. sure you're going to want to enter some cycling races. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> now that we know how important that is to your life. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We we had a, we had an author um, on the yeah, show on the show one time, and and so we got this. You know, you you do your research, and then other information comes your way. And they had confused the author with the guy who had um, uh, some of the interns who had done the the uh, some of the prep for us with a guy who had meddled in taekwondo. And we're looking at this guy who's <laughs> sitting at the the table. Was, like, yeah, Steve Lopez, the writer. Yeah, it's and, like, yeah. there's no way this guy is yeah. a taekwondo master. Mm-hmm. But uh, There was a taekwondo master with the same name. There were two Steve Lopez's out there. <laughs> one of them had done a medal in taekwondo. One of them is a prolific writer. So you can understand how the mistake would happen. So it happens. Yeah, I, I no. I, there, you, you know, you can't you can't really base it on somebody's body type, though. I mean, you know, I, I've I've met some extraordinary uh, martial artists that are uh, pretty out of shape, or they seem like they're out of shape. And then you touch that big round belly, and it's 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 like a big round belly that's like hard as a rock. I'm yeah. not sure how that works, like anatomically. I think they do it. On how purpose does that work? Like, you guys yeah. ever seen that? Yeah, yeah. well, Steven Seagal. Yeah, Steven yeah. Seagal is a big blob of crap. Well, wow. and he's an Aikido master. Well, so go figure. Right. Listen, we uh, we are going to remind. Remind yeah. people about, obviously, the podcast because the tickets are, are going on sale Friday. And you can go to uh, themetphilly.com or WMMR.com to get all the information. In fact, we're going to be uh, having a pre-sale on Thursday. And there's a chance for you to win tickets online. But I would like to give away a pair of tickets now to this event. And the venue is perfect. Oh, yeah, it's yes. at the Met. So uh, the Always Sunny podcast is going to be on Sunday, September 18th, and uh, we'll take caller 18. Why not? 215-263-WMMR. We'll give away some more uh, throughout uh, the rest of the week, which is cool. <laughs> but, uh, Glenn, it's always great to catch up uh, with you, and it'll be great to see you in person when you guys are in town. So, uh, you know, hang in there in the meantime while you're filming, and uh, and we will see you when you get here. All right, man? Thank you. Uh, it's always great to hang out with you guys. Excellent. All right. Take care. Yeah. Glenn Howerton, guys. Yeah. The Always Sunny Podcast. They're doing it live. He's going to be with Charlie and Rob. And I'm, I'm, I'm guessing maybe Caitlin will make it, but you never know. Yeah. You, yeah. yeah. So. I didn't see his haircut coming. Did you guys? No. 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 That was Zooey. He took his hat off. I was like, whoa. Uh, so very cool. Good to have him on. Uh, hey, before we do wrap completely, I would like to congratulate... 
one Mr. Marcus Goldman yeah. and his team, the MMR Rock and Rollers, for this amazing job that they did at the 50th Annual American Cancer Society Bikeathon, which took place this past Sunday. Yeah. Listen to this, man. They've raised, uh, so far, $111,000. Wow. Phenomenal. In the fight against cancer. And uh, Marcus is the captain of that team. And Marcus busts his ass all year long to all make year. that event come off the way that it does. And I've forgotten how many people are on that team, Kath, uh, Case. Do you happen to remember? It's somewhere in the neighborhood of 150 or more. And he started with like two. Yeah. You know, like that first year. But he does every aspect of, yes. of this. I mean, this is in his heart now. Yeah. And he is, uh, he's just, he walks the walk. So it's the ACS Bikeathon. Uh, and fundraising for uh, the team ends August 31st. So they're still taking donations. Yeah. Right? Yep. And you can help. You can just make a $10 donation if you want to the American Cancer Society. Just text the word HOPE to 20222. Uh, there's messaging and data rates that apply. But, um, yeah, we had some uh, great sponsors along the way. So thank you to uh, Tamman Incorporated. Uh, and also Wilson Secret Sauce ah, Barbecue. They're and awesome. Upper Darby, Steve Wilson and Company. So congratulations, Marcus. Huge, huge accomplishment. And thank you to Ooh. all of the team members. Yes. 190. I just got a text from Whoa. Marcus. 190 guys. 190 yeah. people on the team? That's yeah. more. That's, <laughs> That's more than 150. Wow. Way to go, Marcus. Yeah. Great work. And thank you guys all for being a part of that. All right. Um, let's take a break. Come back in a second. Don't forget Tattoos Day taking place. We have a cool announcement to make at the end of the show today, too, mm-hmm. that I want to make sure that you're with. It's not just the Laird of the Day Word of the Week. We've got something cool at the end of the program to pass along, so we'll take a break and we'll be right back. Stay with us. Grab the free MMR app for your phone. You can stream us live, get on-demand audio and video, and we can even send you alerts on really important stuff. Plus, it's Android Auto and Apple CarPlay compatible. The MMR app. Making your smartphone a little dumber. Uh, case question. Yes, uh, sir. This info that you handed me, when should I do that? Uh, let's do it after the Bizarre File. Perfect. All right, so All right. I said we have an announcement at the end of the show. We have a last-second announcement at the end of the Bizarre File. <laughs> so we got these two <laughs> things going on. You'll like that. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. Brought to you this morning by A.D. Moyer Lumber. Trusted expert since 1939, A.D. Moyer Lumber is your professional source for decks, windows, doors, kitchens, millwork, and more. And you can visit them on the web at admoyer.com. All right, listen to this guy. A daredevil father will sail 1,900 miles across the Atlantic Ocean in a tiny three-foot-three-inch-long boat that he built himself as he attempts to break a world record. I saw a picture of this thing. I don't see how this guy's going to live. Well, it's going to be great, too, because it can also double as a coffin. Yeah, Andrew Bedwell from England. He's from, uh, he will uh, set off from Newfoundland, Canada. That's the point of departure. Next May, hopes to smash the record for sailing the smallest boat to cross the Atlantic. He compared the journeys to being, quote, stuck in a wheelie bin on a roller coaster for 90 days. It's going to be good fun, don't you know? His fiberglass boat, which is a half meter shorter and has a top speed of two and a half miles per hour is, miles per hour is modified is a modified version of ship that another ex-record holder Tom McNally designed. There's another point about the end of next year when I'm defecated out the ass of a shark. Okay. <laughs> Listen to this. So uh during his expected three-month crossing, he will survive 
off of a protein-rich substance that is molded around the internal walls of the cockpit to save space. Okay. His food is going to be molded he's eating his boat. to the walls, and he's yeah. going to be eating part of his boat. Yeah. Uh, the thrill-seeking father of one admitted his wife thinks that he's, quote, crackers, but said that he... She actually called him an a-hole. ...wanted to achieve <laughs> something amazing before he turned 50. Uh, so this has been done before. Uh, yeah, but he's doing this uh, uh, like a half uh, meter shorter. Uh, so he said, all my life I've done unusual challenges, and it slowly got more and more important to myself to get smaller and smaller and smaller. Uh, no. Speaking about his purpose, uh, built tiny boat, the big C, he said, I think a space rocket would have more room. Uh, Andrew, who is That's from uh, Scarisbrick, Lancashire, yeah. uh, delivers yachts around the world and as a and also works as a sailmaker. I had to go to my boss and ask, do you mind if I commit suicide? He has spent most of his life embarking on nautical adventures. He previously sailed nonstop around Britain All right. and has taken his small six-and-a-half carbon uh, racing yacht across the Atlantic and up to the Arctic Circle. I didn't realize this small boat thing was a thing. I had no idea. It was a thing. Nick found a, a picture of it. It's ridiculously tiny. What's, I don't it, know. what's it powered by? He's just rowing it? I, no, I don't know. It's two and a half. Uh, it goes two and Twin a half Twin Evan Rouge. Right no, I think it's... <laughs> yeah, it's Twin 100. Two 900 horsepower. Valid <laughs> uh, <laughs> watch. I don't know, but it's, it only goes two and a half miles per hour, so it's crazy. Uh, that's great. Uh, in Arsenal... <laughs> An arsenal of weapons, several small explosive devices, and thousands of rounds of ammunition were found in a house uh, that was the site of an explosion on Saturday where an occupant had been under police scrutiny. Uh, The victim was in critical condition. The explosion started in the garage and spread to the house. Uh, The victim is a man in his 30s. He was taken to the Detroit Receiving Hospital with severe injuries, including the loss of both arms. Mm. So I think he was working on illegal explosives in his house. I say so much more making my own... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The man had an extensive criminal background involving weapons, charges, and manufacturing of explosive items and was under investigation prior to the explosion. Any idiot can make a... Police executive, uh, I'm sorry, police executed a search warrant Saturday and recovered a dozen firearms, including handguns and rifles, as well as uh, loaded AR-style magazines and about 4,000 rounds of ammunition. And one tiny boat. Small explosive devices were found as well, and police believe an illegal operation was running out of the house. In a way, it's good that these people take care of themselves. Yeah, he got blowed up. Uh, a 46-year-old man brandishing a knife and lighter fluid threatened to blow up a downtown St. Louis White Castle restaurant on Wednesday morning. A uh, detective investigating the incident said Luke Cody walked into the restaurant. What's about with the square burgers? 11 a.m. and told employees and customers that in addition to blowing up the restaurant, he would also kill everyone inside. Cody then tried to barricade the restaurant's doors with chairs and began pouring lighter fluid on the floor uh, on the front counter and dining room table. Uh, before he unsuccessfully tried to ignite both surfaces. Uh, At that point, uh, Cody said that he was going to kill himself and started making cutting motions on his arm, prompting customers to flee the restaurant. It was then that they decided to uh, leave. Not when he was pouring fluid all over the place and lighting it on fire. It's unclear if he injured himself. When officers arrived, uh, Cody dropped the knife and was taken into police custody. Can I just get some burgers? And as a precaution, the bomb and arson unit responded to the scene and told the remaining employees and customers to leave the restaurant. 
Uh, they found a bottle of lighter fluid and a bottle of fuel additive and partially burned paper towels. So no explosive devices. Back-to-back lunatic stories. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. What else I have here for you? Uh, let's see. This week, a brazen trio of reckless drivers caught a police chief's attention for performing, performing burnouts in the dumbest possible place, which was right in front of the police station with security cameras dotting the perimeter. Mm-hmm. Uh, the chief said, when this happened, I was in my office. I could hear the sounds. And so were some of my the other members of the department. I literally looked out my window and saw these kids doing burnouts right in front of the police station. Whee! That's what I get to do. <laughs> I'm not uh, that. Uh, There's video of it too. So the whee! chief. That's what I get to do. Bolted outside and uh, grabbed the offender's license plate numbers and saw passengers hanging out of the window, <laughs> taunting him and anyone else within range. Yeah. The police, okay? Right. They're not going to have security cameras. Officers uh, quickly tracked down and arrested three people associated with the incident uh, and impounded all three vehicles. Two of those were for, uh, forfeited to the police. So there you go. Hope you hope you got your jollies there, my friend. <laughs> all right, and uh, let's see. Oh, uh, what movie does this make you think of? This is our last story in the right. file. A Friday morning crash in Huntington County, Pennsylvania ended with one person having to be rescued after a manure truck rolled over in Huntington County. Back to the future? Yep. Uh, Crews were called to the scene of a vehicle crash at 8.42 a.m. after arriving. 18 minutes later, they found a manure truck rolled over in a field with a person trapped. Uh, The truck was lifted off the person, and they were freed. Uh, and they reportedly had non-life-threatening injuries. But, yeah, uh, that's immediately, I thought, <laughs> of course, yeah. of Back to the Future when I saw that. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the Bizarre File for you. All right, so, uh, last-second announcement to make. Excited about this. Uh, and I love the name of this show. So this show is going to be Saturday, October 22nd. It's at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. And we are very happy to announce it. Tom Segura! Will be performing. That's great. And he is going to be performing in his I'm Coming Everywhere World (laughs) Tour. Saturday, October 22nd. And like I said, it's at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino Atlantic City. I'm Coming Everywhere World Tour with Tom Segura. Tickets on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. Details WMMR.com. But if you're caller number 12... You get a pair of tickets for free right now. So 215-263-WMMR if you want to go to the I'm Coming Everywhere World Tour with Tom Segura in Atlantic City at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino, Saturday, October 22nd. We got to get him back on the show. Yes, we do. All right. So with that, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. Lesson, question, trash, and music news are on the way. And then we have an announcement to make at the end of the show. So stay with us. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. It's fancy. No, it's it's not fancy. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Stephen Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. 
Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I just realized I had your microphone on the whole time, Nick, during that song, so just letting you know. <laughs> I was singing along in my head. <laughs> From my commercial? Uh, yeah. Okay. So let's check the text messages, see if anybody heard anything interesting. Oh, he was very no, I think we're good. I think All we're right, good. Sweet. Uh, I didn't say anything I, well, I revealed something about the announcement that we have <laughs> coming up at the end of the show out loud. Yeah. And I look over, I'm like, Nick's microphone is so on. <laughs> Fortunately, it's the other side of the room. So hey, look at that. There you go. How about that? I, um, well, okay. It's all planned. Don't worry about it. I almost said something that I'm, and I'm glad I didn't. I'm glad you didn't, too. Yeah. Because uh, I had no idea. All right. <laughs> Uh, you never know. That's why you should always tune in to the show, ladies and gentlemen. You never know what exactly is going to transpire on this program. We should have random active Mike Wednesdays. Ooh, that'd be Start cool. tomorrow. Yeah, I just, I'll have Rodney turn the, the lights off so you guys right, won't yeah. know whose microphone is on. And right. Only I will be aware that there is a random microphone on in the uh, studio. <laughs> All right, uh, somebody texted and said, I knew I heard lip smacking somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you definitely heard that. Uh, so we're going to do today's lesson question. We're going to give away a float experience from High, uh, Halcyon Floats. And it's a great Father's Day gift. So the question, and of course I moved my damn questions all the way over here. And let me pull them back out because I did have a really good one here that Nick uh, wrote down. Okay, Snore Stop Nasal Spray might cause what to explode? Okay. 215-263-WMMR. Uh-huh. Let's see if you know the answer to that. So, snore stop nasal spray might cause what to explode? 215-263-WMMR is the number. Let's see if you know the answer. Call now, and we'll do this while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you this morning by Rita's Water Ice. You can get your Rita's and uh, get there. Grab a five-layer gelati. Back for a limited time only, the Rita's five-layer gelati is more ice, more custard, and more yum. What's going on, Steve? Well, Kate Hudson and her fiancé, Danny Fujikawa, ran into First Lady Jill Biden while going out to eat on Friday night. Apparently, Hudson turned around and saw the First Lady behind her as they stood in line at Corn Hub. (laughs) (laughs) The quote-unquote celebrity boxing match between Black China and fitness influencer Alicia Magan ended in a draw on Saturday night. Many in attendance said the better bout was the undercard fight between Chuck Wepner and Jerry Jewell from The Facts of Life. Oh my God. <laughs> and finally, Britney Spears' ex, Jason Alexander, has been hit with a three-year restraining order and $100,000 bail after catch- uh, crashing Spears' wedding last week. In his defense, the not-true-bite Alexander told the judge that he found a stick that looks like the letter W. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we are looking for an answer to this question, which is snore stop nasal spray might cause what to explode? 215-263-WMMR, the number. And we will go to Bill, see if we can get the answer. Hi there, Bill. Hi, Preston. How are you? Good, Bill. All right, so if you use snore stop nasal spray, what might explode? Your scrotum. That is correct. Yep, hang on, Bill. Your correct answer just got you a float experience from Halcyon Floats. And you can give Dad the ultimate gift of relaxation this Father's Day with a float from Halcyon Floats. And it's Philadelphia's premier float center. Relax, recover, reset. Halcyonfloats.com. 
Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. It is brought to you by Jersey Mike's. And Jersey Mike's new grilled portobello mushroom and Swiss mm. sub tastes as good as it sounds because fresh ingredients make a sub above. I just have a handful of things today, and that's it. We'll start with this. Rolling Stones. Forced to pull out of their Amsterdam stadium shows last night, only hours before hitting the stage because Mick Jagger tested positive for COVID. My tummy hurts. Uh, there's too much to in my underpants. Uh, there's been no word whether the band's next show is set for Thursday, June 17th in Bern, Switzerland. Uh, has also been scrapped. Uh, but uh, Mick said in a statement... Uh, I'm so sorry that we had to postpone the Amsterdam show with such short notice tonight. I have unfortunately tested positive for COVID. We aim to reschedule the date ASAP and get back as soon as we can. Thank you all for your patience and your understanding. He's in good shape. He takes care of himself. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm sure he'll be fine. Yeah, he's an outstanding I'm fine. Yeah. I went to Bern one time in Switzerland, and uh, I smoked hash there. It was the really? first and only time I ever smoked hash. Yeah. And uh, uh, it was uh, it was high for like four days. Listen, if you're in a place called Burn, <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah, you gotta burn. We you were staying. Burn. We were staying with a guy whose nickname was Bird, as in always as high as a. Oh really? Yeah, and uh, and I needed like five days to hike into the mountains. Yeah, smoke his snake. He called it hiker. And he was Swiss. Uh, no, he was an American guy who got a job with Swiss Telecom. And oh. uh, yeah, okay. he, he had one of those elevators where it was like one person could fit in the elevator. Oh, go yeah. up and down, yeah. That's, yeah, that's in his stuff. house, uh, in his apartment building. Okay, yep. yeah, yeah, he hates so. You guys, yeah. if you want, if you want to email me, I'll tell you more. Burn, yeah, please, stories. Yeah. Do. Yep. Uh, on Burn Notice, your favorite <laughs> show. <laughs> on June 11th, Wolf Gang Van Halen posted a message to fans on social media, <clears throat> thanking them and reflecting on the one-year anniversary of uh, the Mammoth WVH self-titled debut album. He wrote, uh, "Today marks the one-year anniversary." Uh, for the first album, releasing this music was such a huge thing for me in so many different ways. It was exciting, emotional, bittersweet, a relief. It was a culmination of years of work, trial and error, loss, self-doubt, and anxiety. And it was a long road that led me to figuring out who I was as my own person and artist. I discovered who I was through the process and arrived at something I could truly be proud of. And it began a new chapter in my life uh, that I'm not sure I was even ready for, but... I jumped in anyway, and I knew it was the right thing to do because it was what Pop wanted. And Damn right. I just wish that I could have shared the whole experience with him. Mm. And I know he'd be so proud. I know he'd be proud and so effing stoked with how everything has gone thus far. I'm blown away with what Mammoth has accomplished this past year, and I'm incredibly grateful. None of this would have happened without the amazing support from all of you. Uh, so with all my heart, I've just got to say thank you. And he wrote, P.S., I'll be heading into the studio in a few months to start working on the second album. And I couldn't be more excited. I promise to not take as long as I did uh, with the first one. This kid's got a, uh, he's got a future ahead of him. Oh, absolutely. That album is great. It is. I mean, I've only heard, you know, like four songs off of it, but. That's um, enough. It's enough to, to know that he's the real deal. And he played all the instruments on it. The kid is fantastic. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I have that here, Casey. Okay. So, uh, big congratulations is the last item in music news. Uh, MMR is uh, had a promotion for a giveaway for this show of Metallica in Pittsburgh, oh, yeah. August 14th at PNC Park. Uh, we want to thank everyone that entered. We have uh, about 1,200 people who got in, and congrats to MMR VIP, Ron Blackwell. Yay! 
from Pottstown, Pennsylvania. He is the winner for the Metallica road trip. That's excellent. Uh, two tickets to the concert, uh, including a pre-show blackened whiskey tasting at the venue hosted by master distiller Rob Dietrich. That's cool. A hotel room for the night and a $200 gas card. And uh, tickets for the show in Pittsburgh are on sale now via Ticketmaster.com. So, congratulations to you. That's how we do it. We give it away. Do you want something else from Music News? Yeah, Uh, There's the audio clip of the Winklevoss twins of Facebook fame. Uh, They have a band. You know the the twins as depicted in the movie? Army Hammer played them both? No. Okay. Um, Uh, What movie? uh, The Social Network. Yeah. They're the ones who, they uh, essentially, they're the ones who actually invented Facebook. Okay. And then Mark Zuckerberg kind of like stole the idea well, and they made be- it better. They become um, sort of a, um, uh, a celebrated issue on social media, funny, because they have a, a band that is uh, so horrible uh, that uh, it's getting a lot of traction because of its horribleness. Okay. And uh, they do a lot of covers, and apparently there are a couple of originals, but if you want to hear them... And hear why everyone is so fascinated with this band. We have a clip. All right, here we go. This oh, was oh, them. That's not Journey. This is them recently performing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, a um, big hit. And uh, were they were they out at a, a bar or something? Yeah, like that? some and sort of venue. They're really actually legitimately trying to get traction. And oh. uh, um, and you hear more. I wouldn't put you through too much of it, but uh, it's it's staggeringly bad. Oh, so they yeah they don't know. They have no clue. They they can't tell right. that uh, they're bad. Yeah. Huh. Okay. But this is what they figure is chapter two. Wow. After missing out on Facebook, I guess so. <laughs> what do they do now? Do they are they? Do they find fine. any? They've got inroads? a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, yeah I saw an interview where they were one of their next ventures. And I'm not making this up. Was to um, mine precious metals from asteroids, and so they want to go into space with mining equipment and bring that type of equipment down to earth. That sounds like don't look up. It's exactly what it sounds like. Okay. And and this is an adventure that they because there are only finite number of resources on this planet, they are looking to space as another way to okay. bring precious metals interesting to our planet. Yeah, and viruses uh from other sure. planets. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, I never I never saw a social network, so I I don't know the story but It's actually Facebook, a pretty good honest. movie. Yeah. yeah, it's uh it's a Yeah, uh, I heard it was great. Aaron, yeah. Aaron Sorkin wrote it. Never yep. got around to seeing it. Wow. Uh well, I have a uh, less fascinating story, but one I thought that uh Casey would find interesting. Oh. Uh a guy reached out to Marissa and Casey's hash brown salad has been created. Oh. oh. Chad, the chef at uh, Salome's restaurant at uh, Burks and Gerard Avenue in Fishtown, had reached out on Instagram yesterday asking if Casey was serious about the hash brown salad. Yes. Serious as a heart attack. And he has created uh, crazy concoctions in the past, like a scrapple wrapped soft boiled egg. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it sounds like that could work. So he wanted to give this a try. That kind of sounds almost like a scotch egg. Okay. Yeah. Right. I I'm, well, I don't know what a scotch egg is, but uh, where's the heart? It's a hard-boiled it's, it's egg that's wrapped in sausage, breaded, and then deep-fried. Oh, and you can get those at places like the um, uh, the Renaissance Fair. Right, and scotch eggs. That's right. <laughs> Try this, and actually, they're good on um, size. 
So he said, uh, apparently this morning he posted a photo of hash brown salad huh. with a mini American flag stuck in it. And the, refu- <laughs> the review is, it's good with a nice crunchy texture. I, I okay. want to see this picture. Unfortunately, I, I'll show it to you. I have it right here. Oh. So. Wow. Why is it not here in the studio? I <laughs> do not know. It and does. I don't know what's in it either. I see some. It looks like there's some tomato in there maybe. But anyhow, he says, um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, unfortunately, the restaurant isn't prepped to serve it today. But you can follow them on Instagram uh, to see if it becomes a special soon. It, is that I, I just asking because of the legend? But is that a little bit of ranch dressing there that I say? Is that or what is that? It's got to be uh, a like a mayonnaise base or something. Okay, I don't know. Or, but maybe in honor of you, yeah, it's ranch dressing. What's the name of the restaurant again? Uh, it, I don't know if you're I'm pronouncing this okay. correct or not. Sulamays, S U L I M A Y, Sulamays. Anyhow, uh, yeah, they're uh, Sulamay's restaurant, and they're located at Burks and Girard. Interesting. Uh, so we can check their uh, Instagram stories. You had uh, uh, drinks named after you last week. Yeah. And yeah. now you're getting a uh, hash brown dish named after you. What? Well, I don't I... know if it's named after him. Oh. It's in honor of him. All right, so all proceeds maybe are going to go to yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe they'll name it the KC yeah. hash brown. Well, it does say Casey's hash brown salad, so yeah, I don't yeah. know if they're going to name it that or not, but they could certainly try it. Huh. Um, well, so, I gotta try it. By the way, when restaurants have specials, and I'm killing just a little bit yeah. of time here. Yeah. If uh, restaurants have specials, <clears throat> how does that eventually make it onto the the full time menu? Because there are some places that have had specials. I'm like, this is better than some of the stuff you have on the menu. You need to put this on the. You can ask menu. The, the queen of that sitting right next to me here is the at the guppies. Isn't it? Don't you have a chicken sandwich? That is. <laughs> so how did my special become uh, uh, yeah. a permanent Locked feature on, on the, the menu? menu? Because well, so many people ordered it, and so he was like, "I'm putting it on the menu." You like, I sort of created it because I, you know, I can't You're... like. There's like half the stuff I can't eat when I go to a restaurant, and so I like. I was like, "Hey, can you just throw like this?" Right, this? right. And so it, he put it together as a wrap. For me, the chef in the back was like, "Yeah, I'll put something together. You can have." Um, and then they they said, "Oh, we'll we'll do a special." So he has like a chalkboard. He wrote it up on the special, and he said, "So many people ordered it and like loved it. It was a great sandwich that he just put it on the menu." Okay, we had, we had uh, we had our anniversary dinner the other night. We went to this restaurant we love to, to go go to. It's called Uka. It's in um, uh, North Wales, and they had a special. It was this uh, pork belly special? Pork belly <laughs> uh, in this. Uh, like a like, Asian bun type of thing with kimchi, and I'm telling you, I was just like, I was like the the clip from What About Bob. I'm mm. just sitting there going, mm, oh, <laughs> oh my god, this is so scrumptious, you know. This is and better than porcupine. They need to put that Porky. on the regular menu. Porcupine. I demand that you put this on the regular menu. It was so damn good. Do you know, there's like you, everyone goes through phases where you have that one thing that you love so much, and it's all you can think about, and that you end up going back to the same place because you love it so much. Oh yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, do you, uh, do you go back for your your chicken sandwich, or have you I moved do. on? I, yeah, I genuinely love it. Like <laughs> I yeah. created Steve, it, so yes. We we go to this restaurant up on the hill up here called La Colina. We go oh. there like. Yeah. Once every other year, so for business meetings usually for, for whenever we, when when the, when the higher ups coming to town, yeah. they always take us to La Colina. I think because it's close by and the food is good. Uh, and I never deviate from what, what I get. It, what there. do you get? I get their soul, Dover soul, their Dover soul, which has been a special. Okay, yeah. a special and not on the menu <laughs> uh-huh. for thirty years. <laughs> and why don't you just put it on the menu? But it's actually the special. And I can't not get it. It's like I have. I don't think I've ever had anything else but that there. It's huh. so damn good. Yeah. But that's the way they are sometimes. Uh, Marissa just brought mm. this. 
By the word, the word scrumptious is pretty awesome. Mm. Only used in, when it's necessary, though. Mm. You can't throw. <laughs> you can't just throw that word around. Mm. 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 Hey, this is so scrumptious. Is this hand shucked? Um, and so Casey's hash brown uh, salad. Uh, is it says dressing mayo ground mustard and vinegar? It just says what kind of dressing? What that is the dressing? The, oh, mayo, the dressing ground mustard. is mayo oh. ground mustard and vinegar. It's what, not ranch dressing. Okay. But they you... said don't come in and order it. Like it was, just, they're just testing uh, yeah, it out. Testing uh-huh. it out. And, oh wow! Oh no! Oh what? breaking news! Breaking news! Oh my god! <laughs> breaking, breaking news! Breaking news! This is it. We go down WMMR, where reporter Preston Elliott has just received possession of a story guaranteed to be on everybody's minds for the next week. Steve, I can barely hear you because of <laughs> the sound of gunfire. All the excitement around me. We put Preston uh, in Ukraine for this report for some reason. I'll, I'll do my best to, to speak uh, over the... Preston, how are those chariot races going? <laughs> okay. No, La Colina was sold. They have new owners. Oh! That's what Is Marissa it still called just, La Colina? I don't know. I do not know. It's called Glen Colina. <laughs> yes. Oh, my yes. God. That was a radio show? Yeah. I was hoping for a Glen Colina joke. And you delivered, Steve. I made my morning. Why doesn't that guy endorse that place? I don't know. Why not? Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe they'll put the Dover Soul on. Well, they better not get rid of it. That's one thing they better Sons not do. Sons of bitches. So, right. I want to know where they keep the heart uh, that they put up every year for Valentine's Day at the Kalina, Kalina's <laughs> restaurant. When you're going on uh, next... Well, let's see if they keep it. Let's get, if, when you, hang on. Our reporter just said, we go now to our news bureau, Preston Elliott on the scene. With word about the heart at Glenn Kalina's restaurant. (laughs) Steve, thank you. Uh, At this time, reports are vague and uh, hearsay. Uh, We now go to our second field reporter, Nick McElwain, on scene. To give us the latest. Nick, what do you know? When you're driving westbound on the Schoolgirl Expressway, Preston, make sure to look to your left. You'll be able to see the heart every year around Valentine's Day. Wait a second, Nick. We're going now live to the Gladiator Battle. Taking place. Are you not entertained? This is Bank Park. Right. I just don't know if new ownership is going to maintain the tradition because mm-hmm. every year it's there, and uh, I hope they bring it back. That that's one of those like places that needs. By the way, yeah. I've gone there. I think I've gone there for a Valentine yeah? dinner, and and uh, it, it it's old style. Only waiters. Yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, I, I kind of like. I wonder if they're going to change it up though. Uh, so they sold the building, the business, and the liquor license to oh. the new owner. So. Oh, wow. Okay, so to the new owner. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so. It's, now it's going to be a brick and mortar site for corn hub, <laughs> baby. All right, anyhow, enough chat. Yeah. We're, we're going to take a break and come back in a second. So if things time out properly, get rid of Does Bill need us to stop talking? Cool. He needs <laughs> oh, us yes. to stop talking yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I um, need you to stop talking. <laughs> uh, Santa's got to go. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever get tired of those two <laughs> clips. Um, so we'll come back in a moment. We'll get we wrap up the program, get the Letter Day Word of the Week prize. And it's a very cool announcement. And we'll also get our winner for Tat Tuesday. So when we return in just a moment, stay with us. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see him too. Check out the weekly rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant... 
Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high quality, round brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. President Steve Radio Program coming to a close for the days. We are inching our way through the work week. We have an event tomorrow night. We'll do some giveaways tomorrow, the last of them, uh, for the President Steve sorority party. You know what, though? Although I did say we were going to give away a little bit today, we only have a handful. I should give away one now. Do it. Uh, so we'll take call number 11. And if you are uh, of the female persuasion and would like to join our sorority, we'll take call number 11, 215-263-WMMR. The event is tomorrow night. 6 to 8 p.m. at the Liberty Bell Beer Garden in Parks Casino in Ben Salem. And you have to be at least 21 years of age, and we're going to be square dancing. Yes, we're going to be square dancing with the Federation of Delaware Valley Square and Round Dancers. The OGs. And they're going to teach you how. They're going to teach all of us how to do it. So we'll do that. Uh, Yep. You singing Rawhide? Bonanza. Bonanza. That was it. Hey, real quick, I want to thank uh, Glenn Howerton for being on from Chloe Sunny in Philadelphia. The gang is going to be here on Friday. No, I'm sorry. It is a Sunday, September 18th at the Met, and tickets are on sale this Friday. Ticketmaster.com or go to WMMR.com. If you're an MMR VIP, you could possibly win some tickets. So make sure you take a look at that. And uh, let's take care of some other. We have an announcement to make, but I want to save that for the M. Uh, so let's take care of some housekeeping here. Can we do the letter of the day first? We can. All right, here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. All right, and the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. A as in articulate. All right, and we have two letters. We are looking for five, and we're going to give away dinner for ten at Nebraza Brazilian Steakhouse. Celebrate the graduate in your life with 15 different cuts of meat and fish served right at your table. And a gourmet salad bar, and it is a perfect place for your graduation, celebration, private rooms available for parties of 16 or more. Info at reserve and reservations at nebraza.com. Uh, Casey, let's do this now, too. Let's Got give away you, our tattoos day, if you would, please. So thank you uh, to everyone who had texted in. We can only have one winner, and that one winner is, oh, man, let me try this. Uh, it's Colleen Notari- Notariani. Hey! Notariani, I think hey! it. All right, from Plymouth Meeting, Pennsylvania. Colleen gets $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. And don't forget, they're at 1729 South Street in Philadelphia. For artwork samples, visit floatingworldtattoos.com. Or you can check them out on Instagram at Floating World Tattoos as well. Uh, Pierre Robert, as you heard his voice, is indeed here. And... We have a special announcement to make. We do. We do. We do. You're not aware of this? No, oh, I am. Okay, oh, good. Okay. I just want to make sure. <laughs> Dare I say, it could be breaking news for all we know. Oh, I mean, I, it's, a, it's an announcement, but it is breaking news for those of us. Breaking, breaking news. Breaking news. Ladies and gentlemen. Okay. We are, yeah, we don't wait, wait, wait. Yes. Breaking news. Breaking news. Do, 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 do. We are excited. To announce something about our own Pierre Robert. He is now 
nominated to be inducted into the 2022 Radio National Hall of Fame. So that, like we found out last year, you are nominated, there is voting, and you, sir, could be in the hallowed halls of the Radio Hall of Fame. Or on Skid Row. Or yes. on Skid Row. One, one or the other. Uh, and I have been to both. Uh, <laughs> so um, I, I can reside comfortably in either location. Um, this, is not an, this is not voted in. This is well. You know it better You're, than I you, do. You have been nominated right. to be inducted. Okay. So there is a voting process that take place takes place. So uh, the twenty uh, they they have announced that there are twenty four nominees. Uh, they were determined by the Radio Hall of Fame nominating committee with input from the radio industry and listeners. And voting for inductees will begin on Tuesday, June twenty second, and will run through July eighth. The top six vote recipients will gain induction. Uh, as part of the 2022 Radio Hall of Fame induction class. And uh, the two additional inductees that will make up the eight-person induction class will be selected by the Radio Hall of Fame nominating committee. So I don't know how exactly all this is going to work, but I think this is an industry vote that is going to be taking place. Because I believe last year when you guys got in... um People, uh, regular listeners and people in could the vote. general population could, uh, yeah, so somewhat like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has it, a... It's a percentage of the of the consideration right, of the vote. The fan vote or whatever. Uh, that is not uh, present this year. So really? It's just the, it's just the people oh. who are a member of this, I don't know, not academy or industry or who, I, I assume there's an organization... Like, uh, for example, you can be a member and a voting member of the mm-hmm. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and you do get to vote on the class every year. Now, so I assume there's a, an industry, there's a membership of the it's Radio Hall of Fame. similar to the fact that you can tune a piano, but you can't tune a fish. Right? Exactly. Yeah, to that. I'm wondering if we, as now uh, uh, inductees... Can be thrown out? Allowed, no. Are allowed to vote. (laughs) Thrown out. So we'll have to find out about that. There's more than 600 industry members that will receive a confidential ballot. Uh, They'll cast the votes for up to six nominated individuals. The confidential ballot will be conducted by uh, VoteM.com and overseen by uh, Miller Kaplan's Andrew Rosen. Uh, The inductees will be announced Monday, July 25th and honored in person at the 2022 Radio Hall of Fame induction ceremony in Chicago on Tuesday, November 1st. I don't know about you guys, but I'm voting for Pierre. Yeah, Uh, I don't know. No, I will be really nice to you. (laughs) <laughs> I could wash your cars. I knew this was coming because to be. while we were there yeah. at the induction ceremonies, I was, uh, number one, uh, I was kind of uh, uh, championing you and saying how we got in before Pierre. I'll it's never, a disgrace. I'll never it's know. It's not a disgrace. Oh. Not at all. So I was talking to, to one of the, 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 one of the, the board members and he's like, He's like, I've, I'm, uh, I'm making it a mission to get Pierre Robert into the Radio Hall of Fame. You are so, well on their radar. Come hell or high water, you uh-huh. will be in there. That's very kind. You of you. will Thank be you. inducted into it, and and it's like one of those things in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Like you hear some of these names, and and why haven't they been in? And, and I'm convinced. Yes, they're going to get it. Listen, yeah. there are so many accomplished people with so many wonderful yeah. careers, but uh, they're scum next to you. <laughs> yes. You're, you're too kind, both of you. Uh, I owe it to Nick. 
and ah. Kathy. Uh, oh, you're welcome. Of course you do. No, and, do you think and, uh, you think we could buy some votes? Like maybe we could be able to bribe, bribe some people. That's cheating. No, no, no. no. Like uh, I want if I get in, I get in fair and square. Oh, all right. Or if I don't, I don't. Gotcha. And uh, I'm I'm happy with either. I mean, I I feel like you said about me. I feel that way about like Jerry Blavitt. I, I, he maybe he's already in there. I don't know. We didn't. I didn't um, see I don't think him he is. mentioned. But I mean, yeah. you know, I, I think of the Geeter. I think well, right. the Geeter should be in there before I am. You know, he's eighty-one. Sid and still, Mark is. He is. Yes. Oh, good. I, I believe so. Okay. If As I, well, if he I should recall, be. yeah. Or Mark uh, Paul Gosler. <laughs> One of the two. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, Nick was indicating that in order to get in, we're going to have to buy you votes. <laughs> <laughs> That, that wow. may be. Let's do a uh, Kickstarter now or something uh, like that or GoFundMe. Is there a John St. John in there? John St. John? I'm not sure. Well, because it, remember... We can look up that. Yeah, I'm kidding. I don't, I don't know if there even is a John St. John, but a lot of radio DJs, do you remember when oh, we, were, yeah. we kids had the last name of St. John? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it couldn't be a real... Maybe it is a real name. And there was but, a stretch where there were a lot of Hollywoods, too, like Hollywood Hamilton and okay. Hollywood and Harry and... Uh, yeah. Hollywood Pete. Yeah. That's me. A lot of people don't know that St. John himself originated the morning zoo. Okay. Oh, I did yeah. not know yeah. that. No Saint wonder. St. John the Apostle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. St. John the Debella. St. <laughs> John the Debella. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it is, it's a wonderful thing, and it's, it's, we were blown away by the honor. Of, uh, you have, uh, obviously, every, every, no one said, right, you would never say that, but it's, it's, uh, you should be in, and it, it would be wonderful if this could be the case back-to-back. Um, and stop and think about the station here with all the... Talented people, and you know, there's m- many, many soon to end up in that hall. Right, right. Maybe you'll end up. Maybe if you make a guarantee that you won't repeat your Walk of Fame speech, <laughs> you weren't even there. I know, but I heard about it. You weren't even I heard there. about your half hour long God speech. Damn half an hour. So if I hadn't thanked everybody, including every one of you, by uh, the way, yeah. from that stage, except for Jason. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, he forgot Jason. He forgot. Oh, I no. had handwritten the thing, and you know, and I and my writing, I don't often can't read my own writing, and oh, no. I um, I had looked up for a moment and then looked down and I skipped that part and was on to the next part. I was sitting in the audience and you mentioned me, which was kind, and, and Michael Tom, Michael Anthony Thompson, and Pancake, and then I was like, and I turned to Pancake and was like, oh my god, he forgot Jason. And I know that it's nagged you ever since. I, I, I mean, as soon as you, I didn't even know it till you told me the next day on the air, and then I immediately went out and before even. I mean, they st- pancake started music, and I called him, and I go, "Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god!" Was he there? Yeah. Well, I called him at home. No, I mean, no, no, I mean, I mean, he, he was there. Yes, the of course, I oh. invited him to be there. Oh, he's crying then, in the corner. During yeah, he's going a hole, a hole. You know, and you know, and I don't. I, you know, anyone that's had the displeasure of working for me has been scarred in all kinds of ways. And, and poor Nick was in therapy and I think still is. Pancake is starting electroshock therapy next week um, for the anxiety that I regularly cause to him. So the idea that I, you know, Jason was this really important part. And the I, I was just mortified. I was a couple of other I skipped a whole little thing. Bob Baru of Baru Review was there. You know, um, a couple of very special people to me were there, and I, I skipped that little paragraph of my own miserable handwriting and went to the next part, you know, and be, because most of my thing was just mentioning people that I thought were cool. It's the last thing you want to do. And yeah. then it tended to go on, and then the, the late Randy Alexander... 
at one point stood in front of the podium at, with his hands folded and go, <clears throat> I go, oh, dear. <laughs> yeah, that's well, when you know. When you get into the Radio Hall of Fame, yes. uh, thank Jason first. I'll f- that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. there you go. And, and no one will know who he is, right, right. but I'll go, yeah. Jason uh, Fayon. There we go. This buds for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, Pierre officially on the list of uh, nominees. Uh, for the Radio Hall of Fame, which is excellent. fantastic. Thank Congratulations. You. Very happy for you, and, I, and I'm sure we'll see this come through. So um, the voting starts June 22nd and goes through uh, the first week of July, and then July 25th uh, will be announced uh, who gets in. So we're looking forward to that, man. What, was it overwhelming for you guys when you were there? Were you a little overwhelmed by it? What was your vibe when you were... You I was know? a little nervous, to be honest, uh, because we're in front of industry people, right. and some people I have... Uh, read about and heard about, and so uh, I was a little nervous about my speech in particular, and I had a speech written, and I decided right before then to just can it and go really? up and just rattle off whatever came to off the top of my head, and I wasn't too happy with my speech, but anyhow. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, and it was it was a little overwhelming in that, wow, I can't believe all this fuss is being made over right, us, you know, right. so, uh, but it was really cool. Uh, it, was, it was really awesome, especially going to the uh, the museum and, and, right. and looking at the other uh, people that were, you know, inducted into the Hall of Fame it was really uh, overwhelming. We actually had Pierre because they were not able to do the prior year's recipients because of COVID. We had them there as well. Okay, cool. So there was a large class, basically, of two oh. years, and that was kind of interesting because there, and I and there were people there that I was, uh, you know, oh, I, I love you, and I was able to say that to them, oh. you know. And again, as with anything like this, I'm sure you feel the same way. It's like, uh, should we be here? Is this real? Uh, but it was it was an honor nonetheless. Were and, you and every, overwhelmed because you're so cool and collected, Steve? I, 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 I was. I, I wasn't overwhelmed. It. I was. Uh, I was impressed. I have to say at how it hit me last second. And I I I'd written down a, a speech that I went through, and you know, and and uh, um, and it worked out well. So, uh, but yeah, I I've, it, by the end of it, you know, no matter it's like when you talk about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and people who say, oh, it doesn't mean that much. When you're there and you're getting that accolade from people yeah. in the industry, it, it is kind of nice and it does mean something. And and uh, you you know, just for you to tell other people that you've admired, hey, you know, uh, it's an honor meeting you or whatever. That that evening is very special. We had a couple of years ago in Washington. There was uh, some what's the, what's the uh, uh, that award that we get that big that we've gotten a lot of times the Marconi Marconi award. The Marconi yeah. award. It was Marconi or Billboard Awards or something, and it was in D.C., and I was nominated for Best DJ. The station was nominated for Best, and it was our previous company. So Peter Smythe, the CEO of Greater Media, and all the bigwigs were there. And so I get there, and I'm at the table, and and you didn't know. There was, you know, okay. five people, and they or read the Or the NAB nominees. Awards, maybe. NAB, right. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah, that was it. National yep. Association of Broadcasters, a prestigious award. Mm-hmm. And... They, um, it was just this little micro moment, but I got a little, a, a little, a tiny segment of an idea of what it's like to lose like an Academy Award. And the cameras are on all five nominees, <laughs> and the four, um, quote, losers always smile and applaud. Right, right, right. And when I did not win it, I was, I was really, I was, no, that was stung it. <laughs> yeah. Rip off! <laughs> and, and I, this is bull crap! And I was a, a legendary broadcaster from San Francisco, and you know, and I actually am very happy for him. And he got he was he won it, 
And then the station... Peter goes up and smacks him in the face. (laughs) (laughs) I knocked him out. (laughs) I took the... Mine, mother effer. Bitch. Um, Keep your name out my mouth. Then, you know, the last thing was Station of the Year, and MMR won it, and Bill goes jumping up there (laughs) to grab it, and I'm going, damn. And then we... We all went. Man, you know, can you believe that Pierre lost? <laughs> <laughs> he goes, Santa's got to go. Uh, and uh, you know, it's, and then we all went out, and I said, "Double martini, please." <laughs> and, and but I, I got a, just a little microcosm of the vibe of. The, of being nominated any of those award shows, and you, the cameras are always on all five or six nominees, and only one wins, and the others happily applaud or smile or do that thing. And I did, I did that act, and I'm like, oh, this is right. and I was like miserable the rest of the night. No, but you know what? It's not nursing my martini, going. Hey. <laughs> well, this won't be one of those. I used no. to be on the radio. You'll know ahead of time. So yeah, this, this is, is ridiculous. I'm going down to the White House. <laughs> Let me in. I need to talk to the big guy. Well, I hope you get it because also Chicago is just a great town to be in. Yeah. So we had a really great time while we were there. Cool. All yeah. right. Um, right. On the show today, yes, should sir. I tell you that? Yes, uh, sir. We've got tickets for uh, Poison, Joan Jett, Motley Crue, Def Leppard, June 25th. Coming up quick, we've got Boston, uh, we've got Weezer, and yes, in a workforce block, and it's Double Shot Tuesday. Wonderful. It's going to be a great day. I want to thank our sponsors, Preston and Steve Show, brought to you today by Acme Markets, fresh foods, local flavors. And also brought to you by Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. Tomorrow morning, a Wednesday secret text word, Fox Good Day, and some other goodies. And tomorrow night, our sorority party. So yes. we'll the last of those invites. That's it. We're done. Rage on and have a great day. And we'll see you tomorrow, friend. Bye-bye. Preston and Steve on Channel 93.3 WMMR. Hey, everybody. It's good to have you on the bat ba 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 